What's up, Real Buzzers? Before we start today's show, please go on Facebook and follow us at Real Buzz Takes. Then head to Instagram, follow us at Real Buzz Crew. Then head to Twitter and follow us at Real Buzz Crew. Um, also, please make sure to rate, subscribe, and review. It really does help the podcast out a lot. Also, feel free to send us an email at any time at realbuzztakes at gmail.com. And if you go to anchor.fm backslash realbuzztakes, you can also leave us a voice message, which we will certainly play live in a future episode. All right, let's start the show. Okay, you ready to start whenever? Well, man, I'm glad we're here to uh, record this episode, but I'm kind of thirsty. Rob, you got some orange juice? Sure do. You got some vodka? Of course. Well, hook a brother up with a screwdriver then. Run the theme. If you want a movie review, look no further than these dudes. You got real buzz, Rob, on the mic. You got cannabis keen, and he's all right. Caitlin is giving all she can give, and Calvin doesn't even know where. Welcome to another edition of Real Buzz Takes. We are the Real Buzz Crew. I am Real Buzz Rob. Losers always whine about their best. Winners go home and fuck the prom queen. It's my mantra. <laughs> have you put that fucking episode back on yet? No. God damn it. And to my left, we have Keenan, a.k.a. Keenan the Campbell, a.k.a. Cannabis Keenan, a.k.a. Keenan the Barbarian, Keenan Robertson. That's what I'm talking about, man. <laughs> oh, man, I'm fucking crazy. <laughs> Hello, everybody. And in studio today, we have a very special guest, all the way from Lee Summit, Missouri, my good friend Aaron Roberts. Say hello, Aaron. I love the woman who wasn't clean. <laughs> You've used that for Calvin before, I think, right? Yeah, so I'm... I, Did you give me Calvin's sloppy seconds? <laughs> sort of. I just... So I can only find so many... I, so much time in the week to clean. find drops. And so I used... I've used all three of those before in, in earlier episodes. So I was hoping not to reveal that, but... Since we called it out. Um, that was on Keenan. That uh, was on you, Keenan. I knew the first one had been used before. I, I didn't Absolutely. know if I had heard mine before, but whatever. I'm not sure that that episode I used it on got released. I don't really remember. Uh, okay. Well, anyway, welcome in. Real Buzz Takes. Yeah. What's up? I'm Real Buzz Rob. Hey, we got Keenan there. Today we're going to talk about the movie Jackie Brown starring Bam Greer. Betty Boom. That'd be the. That's radio. Real radio, Rob. Real radio, Rob. Well, where's DJ Rob? I don't know, man. I've, he hasn't come out in quite some time because okay. you know since COVID and everything. DJ Rob, you're in the mix. You're in the mix. Putting the speakers over the lake and maestro of the ones and twos. It's DJ Handsome Rob. DJ. That's verbatim a script from one of my drops. Really? Did you did you record it with that voice too? No, I didn't record it, but I did write the script and I outsourced the recording. What'd you say, master of the ones and twos? Maestro. Maestro of the ones. Maestro. Okay, just a hint of more douchey, and you've got it. <laughs> yeah. Just a hint douche here. He Some was on the ones and twos with his pinkies out, the maestro of them. It's almost like that stripper uh, DJ voice. Goes, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, thanks for going down. Make sure you tip your girl. Say hello to Melinda. <laughs> yeah. If you're not tipping, you're slipping. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Make sure you go to the buffet, get some chicken tenders. They're really good. Chicken wings, and make sure you tip that. Hello, here is Cherise. All right, anyway. So the movie we are reviewing today is, of course, Jackie Brown. Release date was Christmas of 1997. Did not pick this as a Christmas movie. Christmas flick, huh? Christmas flick. I feel like Tarantino, though, like Django definitely came out around Christmas because I remember seeing it 
on the plaza at like, Christmas time. So maybe he tries to go for Christmas releases. I, I think he know. likes the irony. He drops something with every bit of as much of the N-word as he can. Yeah. And he's like, all right, let's, uh, what's the most family holiday? He uh, and Spike Lee have real beef about this. Spike Lee uh, dislike, publicly dislikes Quentin Tarantino because he thinks he is a little um, gratuitous with his use of the N-word in his scripts, which is probably a fair criticism. But Samuel Jackson's come out multiple times and been like, nah, man, I add a lot of those in. Like, I just, I'm improvising. Well, and I also like Tarantino's point where he comes out against that and says, point blank, anytime a word is given that much power, he thinks that every person in the world should go yell it because it's just a word. It's true. That's that's Tarantino's words, yeah, not mine. I'm, not, I'm just selling as, it. As, someone, as the host of this podcast, I'm going to recommend that our listeners don't do that. Dear God, please don't. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a bold strategy, Cotton. We'll see if it pays off. <laughs> take, the, take the power away from the word. I can, I can get behind it in the, uh, the spirit of it, I suppose, but I, in the, the practice of going out and saying, I, I just won't be the one to go I'm not going to test the theory. Clerks. All yeah, I can think started. about is clerks, too. I'm taking it back. Oh, God. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. So bad. Oh, the, the, the PM? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yep. good I'll, Lord. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, director was Quentin Tarantino. Before this, Quentin was known. I mean, everybody knows all of his movies. This is one of his least well-known movies, I Absolutely. think. And I think it's one of his best. It's really a hidden gem. The thing is, is that it is definitely a hidden gem. I'll say that. And not to put this movie down at all, because I do love this movie. But in the in the grand scheme of Tarantino movies... It's probably lower on my list. Okay, no, that's fair. I mean, I, I love it. No, I, I don't do it. I've got it coming up. Yeah, we're gonna okay. we're gonna yeah. do it. I love all of his movies, but so before this, he's known for Reservoir Dogs, Pulp Fiction, a couple episodes of ER, and his very first film, which came out in 1987, it had a five thousand dollar budget. It was called My Best Friend's Birthday. There was no trailer available, and it was shot in black and white. Yeah, it doesn't really count. I don't think it counts either. Yeah, he calls this his third film, right? Yes. No. Mm, no. 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 This is. This is like his fifth film. I know, but I oh, think no, he third. calls it his third film. It's. He, I think he said this is the first professional directing job he did, which oh. is insane because he did Reservoir Dogs and Pulp Fiction before this. Yeah, both good movies. Yeah. Anyway. Fantastic movies. After this, known for make sure you stay up close to that mic, Aaron. Yes, sir. Okay. Yep, <laughs> After this, known for Kill Bill Volume One and Two, he guest directed parts of Sin City. He directed Death Proof, which was that uh, Grindhouse double feature. He did a couple episodes of CSI. Inglorious Bastards, Django Unchained, The Hateful Eight, and most recently, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. You just named some hits, man. Uh, yeah, he he don't miss, man. He doesn't really have a bad movie. Yeah, no, I think he's very deliberate with the, the movies he makes and all he that. He has so. movies that are difficult to watch. I think The Hateful Eight um, technically is a fantastic movie. I have a hard time watching it. I just watch it like... I don't know, within the last week. The uh, extended edition that's on Netflix You or got the extended I, one? Well, it's on Netflix. It's already they, fucking three they, hours. No, they broke it into four episodes. I guess to try oh, to make it nice. easier for people people to watch. You know, you watch Absolutely. an episode or two a night and then watch them the next night. And It's uh, a way better way of going about it. I that. still watch it all in the same in one sitting. I, I saw that movie when it was re- released with, like, the road show or whatever, where they yeah, did an intermission. They, they gave you, like, yeah. a book pamphlet and all this shit, so... That movie has a special place for me. That's yeah. probably why I like that one. Oh, so much, I almost but... uh, last night we I finished watching Jackie Brown and I watched it on Amazon. And uh, me too. They immediately started rolling into all of the Tarantino films, and yeah. hopefully it was right there. It's Samuel L. Jackson, and uh, it took a lot of lot of willpower not to click Hateful Eight again. And, and that's just perfect, start watching it. Perfect segue into the cast. The cast: uh, Pam Greer is Jackie Brown. 
Robert Forster, rest in peace. The late Robert Forster's Max Cherry. He just recently passed away, didn't he? Uh, last year. Last year. Okay. Yep. By the way, the naming in this movie, Max Cherry. No, I was going to bring that. Yeah, the names are fantastic. You have uh, Max Cherry, Ordell Robbie, or Roby. Oh, Roby. That's no, we're, we're going to talk way, about that. He spells it yes. Robbie. We'll talk about that. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, I was like, oh, that's for sure. Louis Guerra. You've got uh, Ray Nicolette, Melanie Ralston, Ralston, and then my favorite, Beaumont Livingston. But yeah, so we. You didn't say Bridget Fonda either. No, no, no. I'm, well, I've said their names. I haven't. I'm getting. Oh, the character. Yeah, names. the character names. Okay. So you had Robert Forster as Max Cherry, uh, Samuel L. I'll have a Sam Jackson Jackson. It's my beer. As Ordell Robbie, <laughs> Robert De Niro as Louis Gara, an honorable mention to Michael Keaton as Ray Nicolette, Bridget Fonda as Melanie Ralston, and she. God damn it, dude! She's been annoying in both movies that we've <laughs> that we've reviewed with her in them. Yeah, but she's intentionally annoying in this one. I think in uh, yeah, it, it, this one intentional. Like Lake Placid, Lake Placid. I yeah. think she was trying her best to not be annoying. Well, you know, I guess she was intentionally annoying in that too. Never mind. And then shout out to Chris Tucker as Beaumont Livingston. Little screen time, but did a good job with what he got. Yeah, he was he was in the movie maybe five minutes, yeah. if that. That's and, generous, yeah. Yeah, I think maybe closer to three. It, yeah. Would you call it a cameo? I think I wouldn't. I, I would call it a small role. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah, because I don't think he was big enough to for it to be a cameo at that point. Yeah, probably not. Like, it was probably That's true, because he, he wasn't a big enough name. That's a great yeah, point. Yeah, this was before Rush Hour and all that stuff. Oh, and I also forgot, before we get started on Pam Greer. Yeah, let's fucking rage! Woo! Just peak, peak the levels there. Well, I mean, wake you up when you're driving. True. Oh, yeah, you know, <laughs> the Romanians like that type of shit, right? Yeah. Oh, Aaron, you, I don't know if you know, we have a, quite a following in Romania. I Well, I did. I'm not going to act like I knew that, but uh, I heard you guys mentioning it uh, a couple of episodes back. We have a few hundred plays from Romania, which it's got to be the same fucking people. There's no way there's like Romanians, like just like different Romanians discovering <laughs> us. I don't know. Maybe Anchor runs deep. I like these American, these American foul mouths. They do good movie reviews. It's a terrible Romanian What in the hell is going on? I don't know. I, I, I mean, I couldn't do a better Romanian. I don't know really what, a, don't know what it sounds I would like. never dare to try. But I will tell you this. I, I hear that the Romanians are very, uh, they have a very distinguished taste when it comes to their podcast. So we thank you. Oh, yeah. isn't that where Bucharest is in Romania, right? Sure. I don't know, dude. I copied off of Jeff Blum on all of our geography stuff. A lot of good porn stars from Bucharest. <laughs> all right. Or, or so I hear. Are you thinking <laughs> of another boo word? Maybe. What? Nothing. Bukaki? What? <laughs> anyway. Great. Before, it's been said now. We'll go with Pam Greer. We'll start with her. Before this, she's known for a lot of 70s era black exploitation films like Black Mama, White Mama, Coffee, Foxy Brown. And then later in her career, she kind of segued into action films. Like she did Above the Law with Steven Seagal. I haven't seen it, but Pam Greer, I'll sign up for anything that has Pam Greer and Steven Seagal. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's just, that's just going to be gold. Give that casting director more money. That's uh, perfect for this podcast. Yeah. And she rounds out her career most recently with Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey, Escape from LA, where she plays a transgendered woman. And then, uh, so it was ahead of its time, John Carpenter. Very. And then Mars Attacks. After this, known for Jawbreaker, which we reviewed, and I think we may have gone over her shit in that pod. I don't remember. No, she has. I wasn't role. on no, that episode. Jawbreaker, In Too Deep, The Adventures <laughs> so of Pluto funny. Nash, and a movie called Bad Grandmas. Uh, <laughs> what? Yeah. I don't know. I, 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 I'm, I, I'd Go ahead it. and just put it on the list. Is that like the sequel to Bad Moms and Bad Moms Christmas? <laughs> No, uh, maybe it's bad grandmas. Yeah, I was thinking maybe it was like a like a cousin sequel to Bad Grandpa with Robert De Niro because they were both mm. in this movie together. That movie is actually pretty funny. I love Bad it. Grandpa. 
yeah, weird career move for De Niro, but he just he he really commits, and it's funny, dude. Yeah. I think he has so much money at this point, he's just bored. We'll we'll get to that. Okay. All right. <laughs> Robert Forster. Before this, uh, he is known for the television series. Well, okay, first of all, let me preface this by saying he has 189 credits, and the majority of them come from a long time ago, and I didn't know them, so I'm starting with the first one I recognized. He had a regular spot on Murder, She Wrote. He was in the movie American <laughs> Yakuza, original Gangsters, and also had a regular role on Walker, Texas Ranger. Oh, there you go. Gold. After this, he's known for the movie Psycho. That would be the remake with Vince Vaughn. Okay. Mulholland Drive, which was Fincher's. Was that David Fincher's first film, Keenan? I don't know, but it's a weird fucking movie. It's very strange. Uh, Me, Myself, and Irene, which is definitely going to be on the pod. We're, we're putting that one on the list. <laughs> Charlie's Angels, Full Throttle, Lucky Number Slevin, Ghost of Girlfriends Past. Dude, Lucky Number Slevin's fantastic. I volunteer as tribute. I have not seen it in years. I know it's Josh Hartnett. I remember really, really liking it. We got it at a blockbuster in like the bargain bin. Uh, oh, there you go. A whim, you know, you oh, get yeah, like five for, for twenty like, bucks. Yeah, yeah, it's right. A great deal. So uh, I picked that up because I was like, eh, it looks like good. You know, it's not bad. Bruce Willis and Josh Hartnett, fantastic movie. It's one of my favorites. Yeah, yeah. I actually forgot that movie existed, so I, I should watch that again. I think that one Slaving fell through Calabra, the cracks. Man. I think yeah. I think Josh Hartnett in general kind of fell through the cracks. Absolutely, he was hot for three to five years. Absolutely, and I haven't seen much from. I mean, I remember he did Penny Dreadful. That's the last thing I remember. Yeah, that, and that was like, what the fuck is Josh Hartnett doing? It was really he's strange. alive. Yeah, yeah. Ava, Ava Green, too. I like her. She's in that. There you go. Uh, after this, I said, second, me, myself, Darren, Charles, Angels. Oh, yeah. The Descendants, Olympus Has Fallen, Breaking Bad, which he was awesome in. Mm-hmm. London Has Fallen, and then the Breaking Bad movie, El Camino. Did you guys see that on Netflix? I just thought about watching it last night after I watched this one. It's worth watching. Don't have really high expectations. I, it's definitely worth watching. I loved Breaking Bad. So. I did, too. So I had super-duper high expectations. And uh, it, I wasn't let down. But it just, I mean, nothing can live up to it's, the It's funny that we're talking about this because I've been re-watching Breaking Bad, like, as we speak. Might be the best series ever created. What episode are you on? Uh, I'm season two, like, episode five or something like that. Between that and The um, Sopranos, because The Sopranos kicked off the golden like the age Sopranos of television. Point. Well, the single camera, right? Wasn't oh, Sopranos I don't know. one of the first of the single camera that gave us, it took us away from sitcoms and put us into the higher production oh. of a single camera show. Like the ones we're used to seeing now. I did not know that. And it also, Tony Soprano was one of those first like anti-hero type. Yeah, he, he did start Absolutely. the anti-hero yeah. trend. That's Absolutely. true. Uh, so uh, Sam Jackson, before this, known for "Do the Right Thing." Again, he had a ton of credits. I'm just going with ones that are doing the hits. Doing the hits. Doing baby. the hits. Do the right thing. Goodfellas, Jurassic Park, True Romance, Pulp Fiction, and Die Hard Two. After this, known for the movie Sphere. Star Wars franchise, Deep Blue Sea, Unbreakable, SWAT, Snakes on a Plane, the MCU, Django Unchained, <laughs> Hateful Eight, and most recently The Hitman's Bodyguard. I never saw that. Very go good. It. Go watch it. It's, it's very Ryan funny. Reynolds. Yep, absolutely. The sequel's Ryan coming Reynolds out. Done, yeah. has, done is, has been great. I'm glad that you said Jurassic Park because I just went and saw that with uh, old Sandra D at the drive-in not too long ago. Hold on to your butts. And she's seen that movie, but we've both seen that movie before a bunch of times. And... Uh, but I, at the end of it, I was like, man, we missed Samuel Jackson dying. I'd just, you know, being at the drive. You just see his arm on her yeah. shoulder. And it's like, I was ah! like, oh, fuck, I totally missed that. And she was like, Samuel Jackson's not in this movie. And I was like, what I the fuck are you talking about? Hold really? on to your butts. Yeah, he is. He's, he's always a, smoking that cigarette. He's smoking the cigarette. Yeah. Oh, shh. He's got the glasses. Yeah. He now gets I, eaten by the Velociraptor. Yeah. You see his arm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He, 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 does, he does this super, like, 
dope smoker move where he talks with his cigarette in his mouth like he doesn't take it out he just continually smokes okay. it when as I was he's a, speaking yeah when I was a smoker I would try to do that it's I so hard it gets all in your eyes and yeah he mastered the art of smoke talking smoke talking smoking yeah that's a better movie than wind talkers I'd watch smoke talkers with Samuel L. Jackson any day wind talkers is, that's 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 a John Woo film I think uh, it's a war movie I think yeah Nicolas Cage yeah there you go yeah I will right. say that Samuel L. Jackson's voice is like the antithesis of uh, Morgan Freeman's. His his but in talk the best yelling, way possible. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. His scream yelling, I honestly would listen to him. He could honestly just be narrating the minutes from a Lotawana board meeting, and I'd, I'd listen. No, I, that's why I think that a lot of these people would have, <laughs> yeah. like, like Samuel L. Jackson would have a great career in audiobooks, just reading audiobooks. I got to tell you, I would love to hear him announce one baseball game. Not a soccer game. <laughs> only, only game. if, only if it's not edited. Only if you can say whatever the fuck you no, want. No, absolutely. Yeah. I'm, I'm saying, I'm saying, just set the man free. Yeah, Let I agree. Yeah. He's a peacock. Well, because they kind of did that. They had Snoop Dogg uh, guest announce like ten minutes of a hockey game. It's on YouTube. It's very funny. I will be googling right. that. Yeah. All right. So Sam Jackson, uh, will can. Oh yeah. So I guess no, no Robert De Niro now. Before this, known for uh, Godfather Part Two, Taxi Driver, The Deer Hunter, Raging Bull, Untouchables, Goodfellas, Cape Fear, Heat, Casino, and A Bronx Tale. Holy shit! What a fucking run that is. Yeah. I mean, goddamn. I mean, the, dream career. How many Oscars has this motherfucker been nominated for? Over under three. I'm gonna take. I'll say three. over. I was gonna say over two. I have no idea. Heat, I think, might be one of. Well, I don't think everyone will agree with me on this. Mostly women, probably. Fucking bitches. Uh, Heat, I think, is one of the best movies ever made. I love Heat. Heat is real good. Michael Mann film. I want to do it on the podcast, but it's just, I don't, there's nothing to make fun of about it. It's so good. You can make fun of Val Kilmer and his hair. No, I love it. It's perfect. (laughs) That movie is, it's Michael Mann's masterpiece. That's kind of how I felt about this movie, that it was so good. Well, we'll get into it, though. it, it was pretty good. There, there's some stuff to talk about, though. Heat's just such a serious film that you kind of enjoy. Like, there's, there were some good, funny beats in this movie. Yeah. Uh, after this, he's known for Ronin, low-key, one of his most underrated films he's ever made. Ronin's really good. Ronin's fantastic. Uh, analyze see. This, Men of Honor, Meet the Parents trilogy. Analyze that. Silver Lines Playbook, The Wizard of Lies, also underrated. I mean, it's a, it's a hard movie to watch because he plays Bernie Madoff so well, and he was such a piece of shit. Absolutely. And most recently, Joker and The Irishman. Yeah. The Irishman. Did you guys finish it? I did. I haven't. I watched it two times, and I. it's a great movie. I have nothing bad to say about it. I probably won't watch it again. Confession, I uh, started watching it for the nostalgia from Godfather 2, and I got about three-quarters of the way through and just could not. When they started doing the, the final act drags a little bit. Stuff, yeah, yeah. I was, just, I was over it. Yeah, uh, there's, there's a scene in there where he's supposed to be like, I don't know, 40 or something, and beat some dude up. He looks like but he's he 75. Looks like yeah, every bit of his age. Well, like, every time he swings his arm, he, he looks like the poor guy's in pain. They yeah. really should have just cut that. Scorsese on the editing floor should have been like, this looks awful. We cannot Absolutely. keep this in the movie. If if they should have just had a younger actor play young Guerrero yeah, in it, but of, whatever. Of course. Yeah. Use that superimposing and put his face on the guy. Yeah, and or just, just use a stuntman. Even if it looks ridiculous, it would have looked better than it did with Robert De Niro actually his old ass kicking that guy. Oh, yeah. shit. It was a decent movie, but the yeah, the facial stuff took me out of it every time. Uh, unpopular so opinion, probably. Overrated. Agree. No, I, I would agree with yeah, that. Overrated. And it's like four hours long. It's too so, long. Yeah. It's too long. Forever. 
I don't, I don't, I don't have the, I don't have a day to dedicate Listen, to a movie. Marty Scorsese has some great films, but I, I, I will watch most of them before I watch The Irishman again. Yeah, so. he, every time. Marty yeah. and uh, Marty and Quentin both have the the kind. I don't want to call it a problem, but they don't think a movie's a feature film unless it's two and a half hours. Yeah, I think they might run into a little bit of hubris there, don't you think? Could be. Uh, well, and, you know, rightfully so. I, I give them that. I, yeah, they're, they're I master filmmakers. I go watch every one of their films, so. All right, let's move on to net worths. Duke Jade. <laughs> Wood grain. Chestnut. Diddy, Diddy fuck. fuck. Chestnut. <laughs> okay, uh, we'll go in reverse order, and we'll start with Bobby De Niro. Okay, so I took notes on this because I was thinking about it, uh, and my theory was that uh, I had I, I had Bobby up at like $400 million. I mean, he's got to be okay. worth so much money he's worth a lot that it's you're you're not uh, you're not on the wrong track i'll say 250 million dollars 500 million 500 million well yeah that makes sense so aaron was really close being only a lifetime's worth of money off (laughs) 100 million is a lifetime i made four or five lifetimes (laughs) yeah Yeah. say man if i make 100 million but you were 80 you were 80 percent correct that's the fucking insane part hey you know what these get the degrees okay sam jackson I went. I went half. Of you know what? Era. I'll have a Sam Jackson. You know what? I'll have one too. I, I'm drinking a Sam Adams, and we're drinking screwdrivers, so we're kind of doing the whole thing. We are. For, you You'll know. be fucking fat bitches in no time. <laughs> yes, they deserve to die, and I hope they burn in hell. <laughs> Juice. <laughs> that Deep, was a good. That one. was a good one. Deep, Deep blue, blue sea. sea. They, they ate, ate me. me. <laughs> a fucking shark ate me. <laughs> now drink. Uh, I'm gonna say. Oh, I, another quick shout out though, real quick. Do you remember the Tom Green show on MTV back in the day? Wait, yeah, a little bit. I remember one time Samuel L. Jackson was a guest on there, and he was promoting some movie or something. But he was like, "It ain't a Samuel L. Jackson movie if I don't say motherfucker in it." And, and he just said that on on the. Well, they bleeped okay, it on MTV, but yeah, it's uh, so. Ever since in every movie I watch of his, I look for him to say motherfucker. So Jurassic Park, he doesn't say it. That's not a Samuel that's L. Jackson. PG thirteen, yeah, yeah, but that, that that's he a has Spielberg movie. A small role in that film. Yeah, but anyway, I'll guess. Yeah, I'll guess. 150 million. Oh, I, I had 200 million. I went half a De Niro. 220. 220. 220. Hey, you're doing good at this. So uh, go back to De Niro. Uh, wouldn't say he's overvalued. No, no sir. No. Uh, no sir. Sam Jackson he's, he's would not say he's overvalued. For, yeah, no. I would, I would dare to say he's undervalued. I, anything that I've seen Samuel L. Jackson and I've enjoyed, I, I really liked uh, The Kingsman. His character yep. was bizarre. I didn't mention yeah, that he one. He was so weird in I, that. I yeah. really enjoyed his character. He was character. in the second one, wasn't he? Did you say Black Snake Moan too? I, I didn't. I like that movie Such a lot a weird, too. Great movie. I like yeah. it because you know Christina uh, Reese takes off her blouse, but you don't really see her titties. <laughs> no, you actually do see her titties. I, yeah, uh, you, you totally see them titties. Uh, <laughs> both him and De Niro, national treasures. I'm throwing it out there. Agreed. Hashtag I've been giving that Nicholas out to Cage. a lot of people, but yeah, they're they're uh, Nicholas Cage's national treasures. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, Aaron, I, I, we keep <laughs> jumping, interrupting you. Please. No, no, that was fantastic. I, uh, they are uh, by all means. I. Nicholas Cage's. I would not have made that jump. Yeah, we did. We did <laughs> too. Almost an insult to call someone a Nicholas Cage after <laughs> his after his prime. He kind of went off the deep end. Well, hey, uh, Nick Nick Cage is an Oscar man. He's got a Best Actor Oscar. Oh, no, 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 no. I the man is talented. I've enjoyed him in a lot of things, but he's also made a lot of things that are not exactly. I also think he's he's having a career renaissance right now. He's really coming back in a big way, man. He's had some pretty good movies. I, by good, I mean fun. I don't know. I couldn't tell you a recent Nick I'm Cage I'm waiting for movie. the list. I'm excited to hear your, your justification. 
I'd have to go to his IMDb, but I know I've seen yeah. some. That movie where he's like a Navy fucking colonel or some shit right now? No, like, not the Battleship yeah, Down no, not that or something one. like that. that. Stupid. <laughs> it was USS something. Yeah, USS Battleship Down. Uh, okay, so Robert Forster. Rest in power. I, I actually, Keenan uh, called this a few times in a couple episodes back. Uh, I like the range for him, like five to ten million there. Okay. Um, I He I'll had say, a, lot of, a lot of credits, right? I mean, like, A ton. Yeah. I'll say 20 million. Three million. He's very undervalued. Yeah, very undervalued. Three million. Yeah, he had a like this. This movie is credited to really restarting his career because he he didn't have an agent. His agent dropped, and he didn't have an agent when Quentin was offering him this film. And Quentin was like, "No, no, no, you don't have a choice. You're taking it." And he's like, "Yeah, I don't have any jobs. I'm, I'm you don't have to convince me, Quentin. I'm happy yeah, to do it. Sell me on it, dude." Uh, it, because a lot of people wanted this part, and Quentin wrote it with Robert Forster in mind. I think that's one of Tarantino's strongest. Uh, I think that's one of his best suits is that he is able, you know, he writes a great script. He does a lot of really, really excellent uh, things. He, he doesn't direct anything he doesn't write. But yeah. his casting, his ability to go out and find the character for the casting, I think is, I think it's his best trait. Yeah, he's kind of anti-Scorsese in that because Scorsese heavily relies on Leonardo DiCaprio and Robert De Niro Agreed. for most of his movies, which, solid play. No, Absolutely. That's, that's well, a good strategy. Funny because Tarantino is now using... Uh, Leonardo Leo. DiCaprio. All right. yeah. Leo, Leo, Leo might, I mean, yeah. he might go down as one of the greatest. Of, I mean, he, already, he will, but yeah. I, I'm talking like top five all time. I mean, I'm not going to argue with you on it. He, don't get me wrong. He's done some bad movies like The Aviator. Uh, I ne- well, I never saw that. I, I liked The Aviator only so because that guy. Boring. Oh, it was so long. Howard Hughes. Howard Hughes is an interesting guy. Yeah, no, he is. Uh, I never saw Jay Edgar was, Hoover or whatever. The also, not kind of a timepiece, so you know Rob was Raging Rob. Yeah. Or Carrot <laughs> Rob, whatever we're doing this week. I don't know. No, it's Raging Rob. Ra- Raging Rob. Okay, it was Raging Rob. It's always Raging Rob. Raging Rob. Uh, oh, wait, hold on. Here to stay. Now that we're on this, should I remember what I was messaging you about uh, two nights ago? Bring it. Sure. All right. Keenan, I haven't told you this yet. Uh, so, <laughs> Rob, Rob, Rob went on a date. Oh, on Thursday. Hey, hey, while while you're telling this story, Aaron, could you uh, make me oh, give me a little note? All right. If, if you're hey, well, while well, you're there, <laughs> I'm the bartender. You guys might as well bring the glasses out. Let's so, Keenan, I was on a date with this girl. Uh, I won't name her because that's probably not a nice thing to do. And uh, we'll call her Pam, like Pam Greer. Oh, uh, that's fine. Yeah, that's like it's, it, that's in good spirits with the film. Or, or Jackie, Jackie Brown. And anyway, was, it was. Uh, there was a Cleopatra, even better. We met on the, the I believe it was the Tinder. The Tinders. Yeah, the Tinders. The Tinders loves. And um, she immediately was like, hey, uh, I don't like to talk in this thing. Here's my Snapchat. Do it there. And that was the first red flag. So I'm like, I don't fucking, I'm, I'm a 31-year-old man. But I don't mind Snapchat. But I do have one, so I did it. Uh, I mean, and she, I she, she was 25. And so we talk on that. We scheduled, like, hey, come, come meet me here. And uh, I was like, cool. Let's do it Thursday. And She's like, okay, that's great. I live out in Olathe. I'm like, cool. I'm 40 minutes east of there in Lake Lotawana. How about we meet somewhere in between and, uh, you know, just so it's easier for everyone. She's like, well, I have class early tomorrow, so if you could come out here, that'd be great. I'm like, Ooh. well, I have a job, so I have to work tomorrow too, but yeah, sure. So I was like, <laughs> fuck it, man. All Bridget right. Rob is building up. Well, it's just, what? <laughs> I mean, just, th- that's, what a fucking... It's what the fuck? Like, anyway, you, anyway I, keep going. I don't before have a you job? start raging, before you start raging, all I right. want to hear the end of the story. All right. And anyways, yeah, she's got class. I don't have anything to do. <laughs> you can skip class, bitch. So, so I Johnson County Community <laughs> College bullshit. You got. I I drive forty minutes out to meet her at this bar in, o- in Olathe, and it was cool. We had a really nice time. She's definitely uh, decent bar. Uh, yeah, yeah, it was fine. It's called the other place. 
and it was cool. Uh, I feel like I've I've heard about that. And but we, anyway. we we probably sit, talk, and drink for like two hours, two and a half hours. We we have this kind of nice rapport going, this vibe. And I, are you I, guys are you guys eating dinner too, or are you just yeah, we, having I, cocktails? I had some. She she had some fries. She wasn't that hungry, and I had okay. I was I hadn't eaten, so I wanted. But anyway, so we Not get through the night. The, the night's good. Way. And, and oh, by the way, I also mentioned I picked her up. She's like, hey, by the way, I don't want to drive. Can you pick me up? I'm like, <laughs> sure, fine. And Raging Rob is so, back again. This pick, is getting to be really high maintenance. All for a date? <laughs> no, no, no. It gets way a weirder. First date. A first date. So I, I we go on the date. Everything's great. I had I was we vibed really well, and then we so we're walking out of the bar to my car. And uh, I walk past just the tail end of my car where all the bumper stickers are. And she stops and she's just like waiting there. And she's staring at the back of my car. And I'm thinking, what, is my bumper stickers? What's she looking at? And then she goes, oh. The Kobe bumper stickers all over his car. And then she goes, oh, well, you know you're opening my door, right? And I was like, oh, yeah, totally. And like, no, you got it. I was just fucking around with her. I thought we were joking around. And she doesn't say anything. And then she goes, gets in her own car, or gets in, opens the door herself, gets in the car. I drive her home. It's like a five minute drive. And then she's about to leave. And I was like, oh, she was like, oh, it was nice meeting you. I was like, hey, I thought it went well. Is it cool if I kiss you goodnight? And she's like, nope, thanks. And then just got out. And I was like, wow, did yeah. not did not see that coming at all. I thought this was going great. And then I sent her a message on Snap, and I was just like, hey, sorry for misreading the situation. I'm just not sure what happened. She's like, do you remember what you said to me by your car? I'm like, yeah, it happened five fucking minutes ago. I remember. It's, I thought we were joking around. And, and she literally was like, her response was, I have a lot of dating opportunities, so this is how I weed people out. I was like, wow. All well, right. Good luck with your fucking opportunities. Sorry that I was, I'm the fucking asshole. I'm not a gentleman because I drove 40 minutes out when you wanted me to, picked you up, paid for everything, brought you back, and I didn't fucking open your door, and I'm the asshole? Oh, man. Raging Rob is kind of making sense, you know? Yeah, you know? No, so, I, I back Raging am Rob. I, yeah, thank you. Am I, <laughs> insane, don't get me wrong. I, I, I want to I make this perfectly clear. She didn't owe me anything. That's not what I expected. No. But her reasoning, I, I didn't, like, if she just wasn't feeling it, that'd be one thing. But she was just like, well, you didn't open my door. De- no, decency is something that I think you could argue you were owed. Wait, wait, Human it, decency. This is 1925 fucking open. Chivalry's. What the fuck? Well, here's to play devil's advocate here. Yeah, is is chivalry dead? I don't really give a shit about that. You know, whatever. But I pr- I'm pretty least, fucking chivalrous, bro. At least she didn't play some fucking bullshit games, though. And she just—I mean, it's crazy in my mind that she would say that. But at least she just came out and was like, you know what? I'm fucking crazy, and you didn't open the door, and that's gonna be a deal breaker. Like, I, do, I do appreciate thank you she, for saving me the time. Then, I do appreciate you know? that she had me peek behind the curtain to, before I had yeah. a second date because yeah. that would, yeah, Jesus. Christ. What if you would have opened the door for you? You go home, you probably have some sex. You know, some chicken, maybe some sex. See, here's the thing. I was getting those vibes yeah, was, a little uh, bit. I, feeling good. So I, but I didn't want to be like, hey, we're going to fuck, right? No, no I, just, <laughs> I was just like, oh, I was like, hey, is it cool if I, I, if I kiss you goodnight? I don't want to be, you know, I don't wanna yeah, I don't want to step over too many boundaries. And but then I'm glad I, glad I fucking, I mean, not that I wouldn't have, but she was like, nope, thanks. I wonder if Rob still had his Trump sticker on his car, and that's why she dipped. <laughs> no, it's, it's one of my... Uh, it's one of my non-negotiables. <laughs> I just let them know up front. I'm like, hey, do you support Trump? They're like, no. I'm like, okay, we can keep talking. Any functioning adult, 2020. Yeah, yeah. I, I love your sign. Well, man. everyone, there's so many Trump signs up here. I just feel like I got to get on the game. Uh, okay, so where were we? Sorry. That, uh, uh, that side net worth and stuff. I think we just did Robert Forster. Robert Forster, we okay. So we, have, we still have Pam Greer to do. All right, Pam, Pamela Greer. Uh, good Raging Rob, though. Uh, yeah, that was like a five-minute rant. Sorry, guys. Raging Rob. Rant is done. Um... I'll go twenty-five million. No, oh, I'm gonna stick at five to ten million range. Ten. Ten million. There you go. Nice. Well, nice. I'll say underrated. 
Well, I don't know. Pro- I'm sure she's like, yeah, no, I'm fine with so that. much, but I'm wondering she's if she's Foxy do Brown, with, man. Well, but a lot of her stuff was in the black exploitation. I can't say it. Black exploitation. Yeah. Thank you. I'm gonna mess that up. Um, I, how much were they really paying? Not a lot. I will, I don't imagine. So I think that's why. I mean, low budget been, '70s movies. Yeah, exactly. Like. Uh, I watched the uh, advertisement for a Foxy Brown. Hey, Aaron, is this one mine, bro? Yes, sir. Okay. And uh, hey, Aaron, Jesus. Um, I watched the uh, the you, you killed me, dude. The trailer, oh, for, trailer Foxy for Foxy Brown. Foxy Brown. Yeah. Thank you, Keenan. And uh, it made me really excited for the Canopsis for this because I don't know if you have watched that trailer. I have not. It is quintessential, like. Canopsis voice, <laughs> but he rhymes everything, and it's yeah, super. Yeah, it's the best. Oh, that's wait, wait, no, no, wait till I get to the taglines. It's 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 it's, it's there. fantastic. Like Do- Dolomite was one of those movies too. Dolomite is my name, and fuck it up, motherfuckers is my game. <laughs> uh, I really liked Black Dynamite. Yeah, it was for, great for a modern black sportation movie. Yeah, it was funny. Black sportation. Uh, Did you watch portation. the Eddie Murphy movie, the Dolomite movie? No, I need to. It's really I good. Need to. It's really good. Okay. Okay. Uh, now, so moving on to. Specs and deets. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Specs and deets. Budget on this film was twelve million. Open, which I was surprised. That's with all the actors they had, twelve million. That's not a big. Yeah, that's Sam right. Jackson, nuts. De Niro, Greer, yeah. fucking Keaton. Yep. Licensing a lot of music, but I guess from the seventies and stuff. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, but it opened up at nine point two million dollars, and it globally grossed thirty nine point six million. So I mean, I don't think there's ever been a Quentin Tarantino movie that wasn't wildly successful financially. I imagine this was before he would have got any sort of Tarantino bump, though. Yeah. Like, people going His just to see Quentin Tarantino. Reservoir Dogs and Pulp Fiction? I guess this was following up Pulp Fiction, but I'd say by the time you get to, like, Inglorious Bastards and shit, oh. people are going just to see it. They oh, yeah. Because it's Quentin. Like, I don't oh, yeah. care. Yeah. I'll see it. Uh, Runtime on this film was uh, 154 minutes, so two and, hour, two and a half hours, a little more. It's, it's, it's Tarantino. You expect it. Plot keywords. Number one, we have Flight Attendant. Number two, we have Veil Bondsman. Number three, we have character name is title for Bikini Girl, which yeah. I Bridget Fonda. Sure. And we round out number five with interracial kiss, which did happen. It did, <laughs> yep. I was what, hoping what Max Cherry was going just going gonna... on to IMDb like interracial kiss. Yeah. Bro, it's the internet. Only assholes are doing this. I was really hoping so they were just right. gonna bang it out in the cherry office. Uh, you know? Yeah, I had an opinion on that. I actually expected them to, but if you notice, every character in this movie like it, I think one of the reasons it's one of the lesser uh, talked about Tarantino films is that it doesn't have the t- standard Tarantino esque ultra huge characters. You know, all of them, yeah. all of them or are violence, smart. Really, you don't think Ordell's an ultra huge character? No, I honestly think Ordell is the biggest <laughs> character, but he is also the most realistic bad guy. So or you think his characters are more exaggerated normally? Absolutely, the yeah. more ex- exaggerated. And in a normal Tarantino film, sorry guys. Oh, you're good. In a normal Tarantino film, they absolutely would have banged. It would have been a violent bang <laughs> and crazy. In this one, I think he purposefully strung you along with the tension through the entire fucking movie. You know what, Aaron, you're yeah, right. He because does a good job with that. I would argue it was amazing. Max Cherry's quite a reserved character. He's incredibly reserved. It's he honestly didn't fit the rest of the cast because of how... Nominated for an Oscar for this movie. And that's why he's so good in it. Like He seems like that just typical... like. Grandpa type dude, just he's like an old super, fogey type guy. Definitely rocking the, the high tight pants, yeah. the high waisters. I'm pretty damn certain he had something in his belly button holding those things up. Yeah. <laughs> they, they were so damn high. Finding out about the Delphonics, you know, like 20, 30 years after <laughs> yeah. they had been, I you know. Like the oh, all right. This music is hip. Hey, that's, I, <laughs> I've never heard this one, but it's pretty catchy. It's like, dude, it's been around for 30 years. 
I'm gonna go buy it on that. What cassette tape? Yeah. I couldn't even. I was. I didn't yeah, even know how to make fun of it. Well, yeah. like tape. Normally, I'm not into the hard stuff, but this is kind of catchy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm into the hard stuff. Yeah. Uh, okay. Taglines. There were two. One was very abrupt and short. The other one was wildly long. The first one is be prepared. That's it. That's it. Be prepared. Big Playing st- off of the Lion King. You know? Big stinker Absolutely, there. Absolutely, yeah. dude. Okay, so, Keenan, sorry if I'm stepping on your canopsis right. with this next one. Just take it. All right, <clears throat> in all caps, look out. Caught between the feds and a cold-blooded killer with half a million dollars up for grabs. No one knows what's going down except for maybe Jackie Brown. I mean, it's pretty similar. <laughs> it's, definitely, it's definitely pretty similar. Can you imagine the size of the poster to fit that tagline? Yeah. It had to be a fucking billboard. It's a tag paragraph. It is. But that that is what happens in the movie. Like, yeah. Yeah, it's just normally taglines are supposed to be pretty sh- like a line. A hint. Yeah. It's not the whole movie. Not, yeah, not a, not a canopsis. Yeah. <laughs> well, whatever. No one knows what's going down except for maybe Jackie Brown. Wish I would have thought of that. Yeah. Well, you know. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Well, you know. Because I do in mine with Jackie Brown. With Jackie Brown. I mean, spoiler alert. But uh, Oh, hey, now. Oh, it's damn. all right. So, perfect segue. Let's hear your canopsis, Cannabis Keenan. All right. Uh, all right. Here we go. Pam Greer stars as the titular character. <laughs> titular. I, I just threw that one in there. Uh, Jackie Brown. I almost did it. And Tarantino's <laughs> third, fa- third film. God damn it. Here we go. Jackie finds herself in trouble with, with the police and Ordell Roby played brilliantly by Samuel L. Jackson, after she gets caught smuggling in $50,000 and a bag of Colombian Bam Bam. Aided by the unwitting bail bondsman Max Cherry, Jackie devises a plan to screw over both the cops and Ordell and take all of Ordell's money for herself. Moral of the story is, don't fuck with Jackie Brown. Thunderous applause. Thunderous applause. That was fantastic. Talking about, man. Talked about them pitting against between the thing. It's a, yeah, I I did a longer winded version of the uh, tagline that yeah, you read. But there you go. Very well done. There you go. Yeah, it was good. All right, so whoosh. Now it's time for the real bus rundown. Aaron, you are our guest, so we will start with you. Tell us your thoughts on this film, and uh, well, you know, you just go 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 for it. Go okay, go, go go gadget. Uh, uh, real bus rundown. Go go Power <laughs> Rangers. I I call dibs on being Red Ranger. That's fine. I'll, I'll be or a white be, ranger, green white. ranger. Tommy, he was white and green. Did you call? Did you call it red, Aaron? I did. Okay, I'm no, Jason. I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna go with uh, Mastodon. Is that the blue one? Are you afraid no, of black? The black, black guy? one. I can't remember his name. I feel bad. I know. I do too. So called Mastodon. Yeah. Zach. Zach. That's right. It was Zach. Zach. Nice. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Nice. Uh, okay. So first things first. The soundtrack to this movie. Rob, I think you should start singing the song again. Across 110th Street. It's perfect. Um, Such a good song. Very good. Have yeah. you guys seen The Graduate? Uh, with Dustin Hoffman. Yes, sir. Not for a very long time. Mrs. Brown, are you, or Mrs. Robinson, are you seducing yeah. me? Yeah. Um, the opening for Jackie Brown and The Graduate are almost identical. Really? Yeah. I Go- love the opening. That's my first thing. I love the opening. The opening is fantastic. Movie. I love it. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, that, that, uh, that where she's shot, going through the airport. And, yes. Yeah. That shot where she's kind of going along the, it's not a conveyor belt, but the, the, you know, the moving walkway. Yeah. The moving walkway. And yeah. you're, you're, all you're getting is a profile shot. Uh, they did that on Dustin Hoffman. Same thing. I thought it was really interesting. It interesting. also, to me, made me laugh about the connection between the two characters. I don't know. Here's to you, Mrs. Robinson. That's right. Yeah. And I like that 
at the end of that with her running through, cause it starts with a profile, but then it shows her like kind of freaking out. You see a little yeah. bit of her face, like she's going to be late. And then it comes back around way later in the movie when Absolutely. she's running out of the thing and it's a direct shot on her face. Like yep. she's running out of the dressing room and she's panicking and stuff. Yeah. I had problems with that. She, I think Agreed. Pam Greer's a great actor. She did, was not doing great acting in that scene where she's like freaking out, trying to look for Michael Keaton and she's making those, those faces like, <laughs> it, it, I, it, it, I actually touch on that because it's a, it's a, quintessential Tarantino shot the yeah, 360 yeah. spinning around I, I got dizzy as shit it just lingered a little too long and she, Way too you, long. you could tell that she was like I can't act like this for this long right. but maybe yeah. she's trying to I've act the face damn it like somebody who's trying to act like she's being you know I don't think so meta <laughs> yeah she's super meta with it um I did I did stop I, I told you guys uh, off mic that I was having trouble focusing on this film mm-hmm. and uh my first note is Jesus were old. Is this the seventies? Is this a timepiece? Doesn't Rob hate period pieces? And it in all caps it just says Rage and Rob activate. Period pieces like I know. Older ones. Old timey period pieces. I can do sixties and seventies. Renaissance is <laughs> out. No, right? any it, if they don't if the television wasn't invented, I'm not gonna enjoy it. <laughs> That's all right, fair. Okay. all right. I can respect that. If there's not a scene of them watching the TV at some point in yep, the movie, I'm fuck out. that movie. Fuck that <laughs> I am movie. out movie. Um, I, I got, a lot of this is quotes. I kind of pulled Calvin and I really enjoyed the, the lines of this one. Um, oh yeah. He has some great dialogue. Great dialogue. Great dialogue. Yeah. That's, that, it's Tarantino always movie. does. Yeah. It's a hangout movie, mm-hmm. you know? Um, I, I jumped down to, uh, I love the chicks who love guns. The, yeah, I, I will subscribe. <laughs> I really enjoyed the chicks who love guns video. Yeah. Hi, I'm Arista and this is my AK 47. <laughs> and it, it's a, as American as it gets, especially for Cindy, who's in the, uh, American flag bikini. And yeah, all that shit, absolutely. Man. They actually advertise this gun as the number one guns criminals use. <laughs> the Mac Ten or whatever they yeah. call it. Uh, no, it was great. Um, I will tell you. I think I don't know if it was a Tarantino choice or a Samuel L. Jackson choice, but Samuel L. Jackson's hair and facial hair in this movie are, are gross. Fucking on point. You're wrong. <laughs> and I'm shaving. I'm gonna grow out my beard. And shave the rest of it and braid my beard. Do your soul patch, like just have that go Absolutely. Down so you can like swipe around it like yeah, this. Yeah, that was the dirtiest thing I've ever seen. It was fantastic. He, honestly, he looked a lot more frightening when his ponytail like was out. Did you see when he braided it though? Yeah. At one scene, he like had taken it out and braided it. I don't know. He looked to me kind of like one of the, uh, Do you think the that Williams was, sisters. That could have been tennis. his real hair. I'm betting nine times out of ten that's a wig. I would think it's got to be a piece. There's I would, no I would way. think because it would take him years to grow up. Years, yeah. And you got to straighten it. Uh, no, no way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but when it's out of the ponytail, I think that's when he looks the most he, intimidating. Yeah, I agree. That's what I was yeah. saying. Absolutely. He also uh, kind of reminded me of um, the ah, never mind. Pass it. I was going to say the uh, the Hey Ya song. Um, oh, Andre Andre three thousand. <laughs> the three thousand. Thank you, Andre three K. Yeah. Um, chicks who love guns, great piece. Uh, shaving my beard like Samuel L. Jackson's. Robert De Niro is a badass. Not really. I kind of disagree. I think he's a he's like his character is kind of a washed up criminal. It's not really. He, I think it's more of a comment on Robert De Niro himself, not his character. Because again, at this point, he had literally just popped up. Um, and for some reason, I wrote down Robert De Niro is a badass, but that is not how I take my whiskey. <laughs> just straight, yeah, or with feet on it. Oh, that's right. Yes, the feet. Thank you. Well, again, Tarantino. Yeah, right? foot the shot dude's right got away. A foot fetish. I don't know. Yeah. What it, is. it was gross. The man loves his feet. I'm sure Bridget Fonda's feet are look really good in person, but any foot that close up shot. Ugh. Oh, I'm moving my glass of whiskey too. Like yeah, her little pinky toe saying, touches yeah. the rim of the glass. Like she's oh, like fuck taking that. off her pinky toe ring in my whiskey. No, yeah. thank you. It's like, I'm good. Dude, I don't know where those fucking 
dick beaters have been. Yeah, dick beaters. Is know. that what you call feet? Some people like foot jobs. <laughs> what in the beaters. hell are you doing? I don't know. Some people like foot jobs, guys. Okay, I don't well. know about the dick beaters. Oh, go. man, my dick beaters are really barking today. <laughs> God damn it. Uh, while you're talking about De Niro, I, I did write down, too, like, the, I remember the first time I saw this being very disappointed with De Niro, like, kind of let mm-hmm. down. But the more that I've seen it, Kind of like I was just saying with Pam Greer, maybe she's acting bad when she's like she's trying to act like somebody that's acting freaked out. I, maybe she's not doing that, but I think De Niro just does a really good job of kind of being like a reserved scumbag reserved, piece yeah. of shit, Absolutely. like <clears throat> quiet he can, guy. He can yeah. put off the air of like I don't give a fuck. He, yeah, he, well, he kind of think it's good acting. He comes off Absolutely. as Sam Jackson's lackey in this movie. Yeah, well, did, didn't De Niro get nominated for this one? I don't oh, know that he did. I don't know. Maybe. I think that's maybe. What, I'm pretty sure. I, when I'm done with my piece, I'm going to Google that. It's a uh, yeah. It's it's just normally De Niro's the badass of the movie, and exactly. this time he's just yeah, like you said, a lackey of uh, Samuel L. Uh, Jackson. So a weird thing for him to be, but one of you guys, I like it. One of you guys can help me out. Uh, again, another quote of "Accept no substitutes." Oh yeah, Samuel L. Jackson's talking. I think it's about the Mac Ten. Y- no, 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 no. He's talking about the AK-47. Oh, you're right. Yeah, yeah. When you absolutely got to kill every, every motherfucker, motherfucker in the room. room. Except no substitutes. Yeah. Thank you, sir. Fucking uh, A, man. <laughs> this is one of my favorite Sam Jackson movies. I, oh, I'll I just say, say that, that right it's here. It's my too. favorite Sam Jackson performance. I Pulp Fiction might be more, I don't yeah. know, but he, there's more of him in this movie. Yep. So I'll give it to this. You could argue Agreed. this is a Sam Jackson movie, too. Yeah. I, as I, much no, as no, it's a Pam Greer movie. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, I would have I pushed for Sam, Samuel L. Jackson because, one, I think he was hotter at the moment. Two. Oh, he absolutely was. Yeah. yeah. Uh, two, I. I just look at screen time. He dominates the film. It's his character that drives the plot. It's his character. The first 15 minutes of the movie are, is It's him. longer than that. I, I wrote it down. I, I, by She comes in. You see her at the beginning of the movie in the intro, and yeah. then it's 27 minutes before you see her again. And I wrote down, I was like, you almost forget that this is called Jackie, Jackie Brown, Brown yeah. by the time you see her again. Should be called Ordell Robbie. Yeah. Robbie. Roby. Roby, dude, watch it. should it. be called Robbie, I guess. Yeah. Ro- Robido. We'll get into that. Uh, that's two notes down. I, it says... We're about to get into that. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, I got to tell you guys, this $1 million, he keeps talking about his retirement fund being $1 million. It was It was 20 years. It was like 20... I thought it was like 2002. No, no, no. Well, t- okay, so the movie was it came out in 97. Okay. The movie takes place in 95. Okay. A million dollars still isn't... Uh, I don't know the inflation rates. I'm not He not also is going to, to Mexico, that, but... too. A million dollars goes a lot further in Mexico. Okay, okay. And maybe... Yeah, well, that's what I missed, then. He says retirement fund. I was going to say maybe he's going to go down to Mexico and keep working, but I would think if I'm going to if I'm a criminal that's getting money in, I'll save up 2 million, 3 million maybe. You know. At least <laughs> 5 million, 10 million. Dude, yeah. you you can't buy a house in San Francisco for less than a million dollars. Hell no. Probably not even 1995, too. No. Uh-huh. Uh Max Cherry, I've already said it. I will repeat it cuz it bears repeating. Great name. Great name. Almost almost a good porn star name. All right. Max Cherry. Yeah. 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 Almost. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. Max is the cherry out there. Yeah, exactly. Maximum Cherry. He's going <laughs> to. It could be a good porn film name. Title your porn. Yeah. Oh, Maximum Cherry. Yeah, Not an actor, but you no. give it Maximum Cherry. Rob, you were forever <laughs> Roby. Uh, that is literally, it says Robbie, dot, 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 Roby. Just call me Robe. Forever Rob is Roby. R O B B I E. I was like, damn, I've been That's calling so him close. the wrong name the entire. Because yeah. I spell, when I type Robbie, I spell it that way. Roby is R O B Y. Robbie is R-O-B-B-I-E. Mm-hmm. Well, not according to Tarantino, you know what I'm saying? Eh, I guess I can't question the teens, Tinos. Maybe Robbie is R-O-B-B-Y, like Bobby. No, douchebags <laughs> spell it like that. I'm going to start doing that. Anyway. <laughs> okay. Um, 
again, you guys, I think the cast on this was phenomenal. I've already said Tarantino does casting. A, he does such a good job of finding casting. Funny story, casting director's name is Jackie Brown. I did not know that. It's true. Thank you, sir. Uh, the cast is nuts. I, I Again, I loved Samuel L. Jackson's performance in this. I thought he did fantastic. He dialed it back while still being the quintessential Samuel L. Jackson character. You know, a little larger than life, but really still very realistic and believable. But I got distracted by the damn ponytail spearmint glued to his fucking chin. <laughs> yeah. It was so tightly glued that when it talked, it like, I don't know. It was just, it was distracting. He, he also never wore anything that wasn't Kanga in the movie. Kangle, like, yeah. I don't know how much Kanga paid to for, I don't know how much money they added to this movie's budget, but he was wearing Jackie a Kanga Brown's shirt. In it too, dude. A I think Kanga it is hat. Kangle. Is it Kangol? Goal. Okay, Kangol. Okay. Optima, bro. Optima. <laughs> Kanga, brah. Yeah, he is wearing all that Kangol stuff, Kangol. which was big back in those days. I feel Absolutely. Like. Do, yeah. you, do you guys watch these with closed captions on? Yes. Okay. So I was watching with closed captions on because the family was asleep, and of course I don't want to blare them and wake them up with all the N-words. <laughs> of course. And uh, <laughs> <I don't>, <laughs> <laughs> Nothing is worse than waking up a toddler with the N-word. <laughs> that's, that's, that's good. Public service announcement by yeah. DJ Rob. Yeah. All right, um, the closed captions, I don't know if you guys noticed, at least on mine, they couldn't keep up with Samuel L. Jackson swearing. No, no. no. He, he dropped so many swears in one sentence, they actually just started glazing over them. <laughs> just they, skipping some of I'm them. Not, yeah, I'm like, not typing it. motherfucker fifth time in this sentence, <laughs> yeah. okay? God damn it. <laughs> I, so I own this movie, so I didn't watch it on Amazon. But, ah. but And the closed captions might have been a little bit better. But uh, it, yeah. All I know when, is that on Amazon. When it's their job to uh, right. do to it for nail the movie. It. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I, guys, I got really confused. I could not figure out if this was supposed to be in 97 or if this was a 70s trope. Again, it's supposed to be 95. Okay, see, I, I definitely was looking at everything and I was listening to the well, music. Well, because they, they wouldn't have had like VCRs playing those tapes back in the 70s, like when they were watching the ladies with the machine guns. But yeah, I think it was it was supposed to be stylized like it was from the it's 70s. It's definitely, I mean, no, I was, yeah. it, it's paying homage to black exploitation vibe and like that 70s um, right. Foxy Brown type stuff. Right, and, and and I mean, we all know Tarantino loves to go out and hire like those those big stars from the 80s and bring those guys back, kind of like a stunt casting, but he stunt casts his whole fucking yeah, movie. Yeah, much like he did with, oh, what's Luke, what's his name? The late Luke, uh, who's a 90210, who is in Once Upon a Time Luke in Hollywood. Luke Perry. Luke Perry, yes. Yeah. Well, and he did it um, when he uh, casted Travolta, his career was down, and then he casted him in Pulp Fiction, kind of revived his career a little bit. Absolutely. I would say kind of, definitely. Yeah, I mean, yeah he absolutely, absolutely that, revived that, it. That's one of his most iconic roles. Through Don Vegas. Johnson in... Uh, and, Django. Uh, Django. and now you see Don, Don Johnson, Johnson all was, over the place he was now. So Don good. Johnson was fantastic. In yeah, he, so good. Yeah. Um, so I, I was trying to capture all the Tarantino moments, and I loved the gigantic crane shot. They would have done it with a drone nowadays, but they had to get a huge fucking crane when Samuel L. Jackson takes out Chris Rock into the middle of nowhere yeah. and then does a, a lap Chris around. Tucker. Chris Tucker. Thank but you. Yeah. My apologies, Mr. Tucker. Um. He does the lap, and we literally, we just follow him. It's you a see water. the whole thing. We watch him. And, and you hear the music. It's a great The shot. music's loud, and, and as the out. car goes yeah. away, yes. it gets, yeah. That, I wrote that down, too. Like, that. that is a good Tarantino shot. Like, the cinematography for that shot well, right there is brilliant. It, it gives you the long one-er shot uh, from way far out, and it keeps it realistic. But they also, it allows him to do the quintessential Tarantino shot of the trunk shot. Right? Yeah. And always do a trunk shot. Hey, motherfucker, I love Bop, bop. <laughs> Talk about doing a favor for a motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to be a <clears throat> that asks, you know, does a favor for a, and then asks him for a favor, but. Yeah. 
Well, it's it's weird because yeah, yeah. I I so maybe hear me out, and I might cut this out because this might be a little racy. Could we figure out like a way for like white people to use an alternative words? Like it's like say before rapping, and there's an N word in the song. Is there another word we could use that's not the N word, but that we could replace it with? So like if we're trying to quote something that says the N word, we can. <laughs> yeah, just replace it with cracker. Cracker. Okay. There okay. Yeah. Okay. We'll do that. That's fine. Yeah. yeah so let's do that. Go. Let's use a uh, 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 Caucasian racial epithet in place of. Thank yeah. You. Which we'll do. Yeah. Okay. But so, then everybody knows what you're still doing. So yeah. At that point, it's like. But you're not uh, saying it though, and it's also like you're quoting something. So I, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not sitting here <laughs> telling you this is a great idea. Okay. I'm not. I'm not professing that. Real buzz takes tackles racism. I'm. Just, <laughs> No, dude. If you guys figure it out, let us know. Keenan, racism ended when Crash won Oscar for Best Picture back in 2005. Yeah. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. (laughs) Um, Trigger warning. Did anybody else, because we all know that Tarantino loves a good dance scene, I. I felt really fucking uncomfortable. <laughs> yes, I and every so time I see this movie, I feel baby love, the my Supremes baby so love, beautiful in there. <laughs> and yet, it was just it, there were so many women in this movie who were beautiful women, stereotypical beautiful women, and that woman was not one of them. Oh, yeah, sorry, are you talking about um, Simone? Simone. Yes, thank yeah, you. I'm just over at Simone's, but no, nah, I don't know how to cut that show. I have uh, questions. Is Simone show. a whore, or does she just like to dance for men? Like, oh, I would say she's an escort, sir. A whore. He's not a whore. Sex worker. Yeah, she, yeah, I think she does some stuff like that. And I do think that she uh, you know, would be attractive to certain guys. I to guess, a guy who's been in jail yeah, for several years. Yeah, a guy who just years. got out of prison. But yeah. part of what makes me uncomfortable about that scene, too, is she's doing it, he's got the phone <laughs> call, and she's rocking. like, and then she's like, I'm sorry, baby, I gotta go, I gotta go take a pee real quick. And I'm just like, ah, I don't well, know. Well, it's weird like because that. De Niro's just like rocking and yeah. like, yeah. And my like tapping says, his knee. Is he supposed to be enjoying this dance? Because yeah. he sure as fuck isn't. I don't know. She, and then yeah, at one point he says, I don't know. She's done a lot of them for me. I don't know the names <laughs> of them all. So he's probably just been there awkwardly sitting there drinking beers for just Two oh, hours. Simone's like, you want me to do another one, baby? He's like, no. And think about his d- day. So he's ha- sitting there hanging out with Ordell and Melanie or whatever, drinking whiskey. And then he's like, you know what? Yeah, I got high a bit. Now I'm going to go. jam whiskey. Now I'm going to go watch. Hold on, hold Simone. on. So speaking of British Fonda. You see the moon balloons on that chick? <laughs> All she right. She pretty. Yeah. She never actually pulled her titties out, though. <laughs> she almost does, but you don't You don't really get to see it. She just takes her ass off, but you don't really see her titties. Nah. Her blouse is off for ninety percent of the. She movie. doesn't have it. Yeah, she, you see her butt. She has a she has a tank top on or whatever. Whenever Sorry. they're going it's a good to butt. the thing, it's a great butt. Great. Yeah, I don't have a, I don't have a drop that describes a good butt though. So, anyways, please okay. continue. Um, Ray Nicolette, I really love the naming they did in this movie. Um, I, I I got hung up. Did anybody else get hung up on the sixteen thousand plus benefits? Like, uh, <laughs> dropping the mic like yeah, fuck you. Oh, when she's yeah. like, he's like, what do you make, 13000 She's like, I make 16000 16000 plus benefits. So th- that's not a livable wage? Fuck no. And even in 95, that's not a livable wage. That's a, that's way below the poverty line. What city line. are they supposed to be in? Uh, L.A. Yeah. Well, when I Ain't was nobody in college, living in L.A. on 16000 Well, they are, just not in a house or a, or a, a, a domicile of any kind. I think when I was yeah. in college, the poverty line was 14000 and that was like 10 years ago. So okay. this would have been like 15 years uh, before that, so... Okay. It still yeah. sounds like so little. So what, the poverty line is so, $5,000 I mean, a year? Do you think that 14000 is a good poverty line? Not at all. Fuck you can't no. fucking live Fuck on $14,000 no. a year. My next note was simply, this could not be made this way again. Like, if somebody, if Tarantino came out and was like, I want to make this film, and this is what it's going to be, I really felt like there was a few times where I was like, shit, this, I, 
I don't know. It just—I well, mean, he, the Hateful Eight. I just watched that again, yeah, and he's, you're right. It's, yeah, he's, I kind of disagree, Aaron. He keeps making this movie. I mean, <laughs> okay, because uh, you know Django Unchained, he Absolutely. really pushed boundaries. Uh, Hateful Eight. I don't think he pushed as many boundaries in that regard, but okay. there's still a lot of lot, there's a lot of in words in the uh, Hateful Eight. Yeah, I, having just watched it. Again, I, th- I think it's, so. It's like it's kind of like Samuel Jackson to the N word is like South Park is to not being canceled. <laughs> South Park has done the craziest shit for so long that it, when they do it, everyone's like, "Oh, that's South Park. That's what they do." Right. Samuel Jackson has been expected. dropping. B- b- this has been part of his acting style in regards to Tarantino, especially for so long. Everyone's like, "No, no, that, that's just what he does." Which is a great way to say he's like grandfathered in. Oh, absolutely. I, how many times has Samuel L. Jackson? worked with tarantino do we have is that yeah step on toes no no no. it's not stepping on anything it's i think four movies is that it so uh they say once upon once upon a time in hollywood i think tarantino considered that's his ninth film yeah and i think he's got a small narration part he's got a small narration part in kill bill for sure he does absolutely um then you got to figure pulp fiction this so kill bill and Django. so yeah at least four Uh, and i I wasn't counting feels like so much more than that though uh, yeah, I mean he's um, maybe it's because each time they get together, it's a it's a fantastic yeah, it's film. Just great shit. Yeah, exactly. But like I, I it feels like more to me. Well, you know. you want to hear a funny story about Jules? I agree. The, I agree the, with that. The Thank character you. Jules was originally not supposed to be played by Samuel L. Jackson. It was supposed to go to Lawrence Fishburne, and then Lawrence Fishburne turned it down and dropped out, which and then de facto went to Sam Jackson. Right. And I think that's got to be the biggest regret of Lawrence Fishburne's career because no. honestly, I I don't. There's no one else who could have even come close to Sam Jackson's performance, but Lawrence Fishburne is one guy who could have done something Absolutely. almost as good with it. Well, and there are still dudes walking around with the bad motherfucker wallet. I want one of those. Oh, Absolutely. yeah. Who doesn't? Almost ironically, but because oh. I'm not a bad motherfucker. No. <laughs> I know somebody that uh-huh. has it. In case you don't know he's what I He's a cool guy, means. but he's not a bad motherfucker. <laughs> I, I feel like anyone carrying, other than Sam Jackson's character, Jules, anyone else carrying that wallet is definitely not. Bad motherfuckers don't carry wallets to say bad motherfucker. No, they're just no. film fans. Yeah. yeah. Oh, fair, fair point. There you Who go. are real bad motherfuckers? Let me tell you. Oh, I'm a film critic. <laughs> so, I, I again, you've told me 95 uh, a few times. It came out in 97. It was supposed to be in 95. Yep. Windows 95 had PowerPoint for one of the first times. Uh, it was the first iteration of PowerPoint, and it felt like a fucking PowerPoint movie with all of the crossfading. That's a stylistic choice, though. It, I got to tell you, it's one uh, I did not enjoy. I it honestly got to the point where I was like, it's the same thing over and over. I, I get it. I know I'm stepping on, you know, he's clearly got the eye, but damn, I got tired of that. I don't know. It's supposed it, to feel like a so unpopular. It's, it's supposed to have paying homage to those 70s styles era films. And there that, okay. that was the only transition I think that they could do. It probably was, and that's also why they probably um, did it, it. Did anybody else in the bar shot where they they decide upon the dark bar, right? Yeah, because she looks like she just got out of jail. Um, and they go and they're talking in the bar, and it's, it's red, it, super red. It's not. It looks like the TikTok filter red. Yeah, it looks like they took a bowl of red Jello and just sat it in front of the in front of the lights. I, Aaron, I thought that exact same thing, and my thought was, this is red for a reason. He's they're trying to communicate something with the lighting. I don't know what it is though. Honestly, at first I wrote down this was done in post, and then I realized, no, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. That not, was not, that was the lighting. Either. I yeah. wrote I wrote some data. Like I've never been to a place like the Cockatoo Inn. I love the I, name. I Again. would like to go to a place like that. I wonder Fuck if places yes. like that still exist. But and when they go back there later on, and you actually see the bar itself, like the bar looks really fucking cool too. Yeah. 
It's very 90s. I think you got to go to a bigger city. Yeah, probably. Go into so. the sketchier part of town. Well, it's very 90s for like someone to suggest, hey, do you want to go to the Hilton in like the Hilton bar? It's like, what? Yeah, there's a hotel oh, bar by my house. Hotel bar? What? No. Yeah. Let's just go to a bar like regular yeah. alcoholics. <laughs> <laughs> um, it bothered. Uh, I couldn't tell, and I'm, I might be wrong here, boys, but uh, it kind of. Samuel L. Jackson's character, Roby, does not strike me as a guy who's going to carry a 22. And it looked like that's what he was taking in to shoot her when he was a. Um, Oh yeah, that little small uh, nickel-plated pistol. Yes, thank you. Um, I don't. It, it might not have been, but that's another great scene of Tarantino, like building the tension, though. Absolutely. Well, and that's the scene where I wrote down where I think that's where uh, Jackie Brown really she shows she is a bad bitch, man. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. She, she shows she up. She takes control. Absolutely. She she intimidates she intimidates him. Mm-hmm. That's that's one of my favorite scenes. Uh, yeah, with, with Fox or Foxy Brown with uh, Jackie Brown. And he turned Ordell turns off the light, and then she turns it back on. He turns it off again, but yeah. then it goes to that cut. Well, well, no, Max they're not turning Harry. it off. There's a power surge happening. No, that no, it's one of those lamps no, that you have that you can it, adjust the power. Yeah. Like you, you oh. turn it down. I used, I grew up in a house with <laughs> in a house with a lamp like that. I, I, pretty I much, love, we I had love a lamp, lamp like that growing up, where you turn it up and you could instead of it being like a three click type thing, that it had a dimmer switch, yeah. almost like track lighting. It's a dimmer switch. Yeah, yeah. 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 I, I I noticed that too, and it, it kind of bugged me. I was like, the note says, "What the fuck is he turning off the lights for?" What is this split screen? And then all all the split screen. And then all of a sudden, I just said, I just typed, damn. Yeah. Never mind. Because he's going for his gun, trying to put it back yes. up, and it's gone. And right then is when she's like, yeah. well, what gonna, is that pointed? He was going to strangle her, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It feels like a gun in my fucking belly or whatever. It's just like, it, it feels is. like there's a gun pointed at my dick. <laughs> yeah. There is. Yeah, it's because there is. It's funny you say that. Roby, because I I, I, do I do have a small caliber, pip, caliber pistol pointed at your, your, your uh, Johnson. Saturday Stole it from Maximum Cherry. Yeah, it's def- it was a thirty eight, wasn't it? It's a little thirty eight special. spin gun. Yeah, yeah man. Yeah. Wheel gun. Um, I don't know if any of the listeners would like to catch up to us, but uh, this plays on Encore like a shitload. Uh, well, I got it because I have a sub- uh, subscription to Stars. Uh-huh. So yeah, I, I, I didn't want to do it. I was being cheap. So I only well it was so well no Aaron I was with you actually because it was three ninety nine to rent but it was eight yeah. ninety nine for a month of stars and I was like well okay okay right. I'll pay the extra five bucks and I'll watch some shit on stars for a month mm-hmm. and cancel it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was at this point after she decided to have a standoff with uh, Roby's dick that um, I finally figured out holy crap this was Foxy Brown the black action yeah. lady that they based Beyonce Knowles. It's a great band off name. Of. A standoff with Roby's dick. It's a yeah, great band name. I, I liked the way you put that. That made yeah. me laugh. Yeah. I'm glad. And Robbie, feel Robing, excuse me. Feel <laughs> free. Feel free, buddy. You it's got it, Aaron. <laughs> God damn it. Um, how does uh, so? Did anybody else find it bizarre that Mr. Cherry did not have to report the gun going missing with the felon? I mean, to me, he had, she, she he he was sprung, dude. He, yeah, he was already okay. he I was did. already in love with her. It was love at first sight yeah, for him. He, he was sprung. Right. He, any, any other, anyone else would have stolen his gun. He absolutely would have done that okay. immediately. Yeah, I love when he's dropping off. Like, right before he's uh, dropping somebody off to pick up Jackie Brown, he's like, Max Cherry dropping off Lopez, Anita, here for Brown, Jackie. And they're like, do you have a gun? He's like, you bet I do. You yeah. betcha. <laughs> yeah. Or you armed? You bet I yeah, am. Sure, you, you betcha. betcha. But then that's, yeah, right then after that is when she walks down and he just falls for her. Absolutely. So I think. Yeah, there's that he, slow motion walking scene where they're playing that crazy song. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he absolutely should have reported her. But I think he, like Rob said, he was sprung. Right. So. Um, this is getting towards the end of my first night of watching, and this is where it starts going off the rails. But uh, that is a nice <laughs> dragon piece. I, I thought Keenan would have oh the bong, yeah, the, yeah, well, the water pipe there, that the, dragon one. Every time they're smoking weed in this, I, I, you can guess that I was appreciating it. Absolutely. I was like, yeah, that's good. Join in, 
Yeah. Yeah. Well, of or, or joint in, if you will. <laughs> I did write that. I'll just go ahead and say it now because we're talking about smoking Please. weed. Uh, when Chris Tucker earlier on and Ordell's trying to get him to uh, come in, out and, you know, obviously he's trying to kill him. But he's like, come on, man, I need you to come out. And he's like, Chicken man, waffles. I'm home. I'm home. I'm high. I don't want to go out. And I was like, man, I feel that. Like when I'm high and I'm home, I don't really want to go out either. <laughs> Like, that line spoke to me. I don't think anyone who's at home and gets high is like, we should go clubbing, bro. Let's, let's get out. Like, yeah, or or go club. deal with some fucking Korean people. Hell no. To buy some guns. Because <laughs> that's right. what he's asking him to do, Why get in the truck of a car. Rack this when, yeah, when I'm high and home, if Samuel L. Jackson's like, you got to come get in the trunk. We're we just going over to Koreatown. I'd be like, nah, man. I'm home and I'm high. I've been to Koreatown in L.A. Have you? Yes. Did you rack a shotgun? No. Rack this motherfucker. I don't want to shoot nobody. No, I no, I I went to a nice uh, soccer bar in Koreatown a couple years ago. That's an interesting choice. A soccer bar. Uh, I was trying to kill time between when I was going to a Laker game and oh, okay. and so I was like, well, all right. I walked around. I was in Koreatown. I'm like, oh, this looks like a cool bar. And I went in and okay. and it, yeah, it, was, it was cool. I got a picture there. Uh, someday I aspire to be such a badass with so much fucking money. I have to carry a Merce like uh, Roby does. Yeah. <laughs> uh, wait. What were you talking about? He's got a little Merce. He's got a Merce, man. That's, it's it's like it's like he took a oh, fanny pack. It's a fanny pack. Cut the straps it's off. It's a fanny pack. He's yeah. wearing it on a wrist. He's wearing it on a wrist That's strap. That's true. It's like a clutch, I think, it, is what, yeah, it's a clutch. It's a clutch, yes. But it's it's a Merce because Absolutely. it's a man. You sure clutch. you don't want to be the Blue Ranger, Keenan? It's a much. Blue Ranger was... <laughs> Dude, are you shitting on Blue Ranger? Billy? Billy? Was not, he was a badass. Billy, he was like the tech guy. No, yeah. no, it's a gay joke. I'm sorry. Sorry, gay people. Jesus. Uh, you know, on, on, on no, no, taboo, no. That, that actor was gay. Oh, he's gay. Oh, well, yeah, he yeah, still yeah. is, I imagine. I. <laughs> that's a God really God. weird way to phrase that. Um, <laughs> so, was. did anybody else still catch is. that? I, all, all I said was, "Yeesh." Is sixteen all that much better than? So said the exact same thing. He's like, "How old are you, you in this a, picture?" Did you make a note of Calvin would have loved that shit? Yeah, well, I, no, it's I did. No, it's right. Here. I'm glad I'm you sure did though. Sorry, Calvin. Oh, you were you're fourteen. God damn! I thought you were at least sixteen. Like that's better. Yeah, thank you. So you're like you're okay with sexualizing a sixteen year old, right? Yeah, I guess he's supposed to be kind of a scumbag. Wanna fuck? <laughs> well, that's, yeah. yeah, Melanie. Anyway, I keep that picture because of all the fucking time I was there. That's the only picture I've got of me in Japan. Wanna fuck? <laughs> that, that's Japan. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, I can, yeah, it looks. I could tell. Wanna yeah. fuck? Yeah. You see the moon balloons on that chick? <laughs> Three minutes later. That was fun. Yeah, that, that'll, hit, that'll hit the spot. That hit the spot. <laughs> that hit the spot. <laughs> Tadir did this thing with his character where he was always just like, he didn't quite understand how to, like, Communicate his feelings. He was like, "Yeah, I was like, oh, it's, just, she, it's a bitch, Dad." Like, I, you know, she uh, look at, uh, she, uh, but, but yeah, more or less. <laughs> you know how she gets to talking, and uh, you know, <laughs> um, the conversation that Samuel L. Jackson's character has with uh, with Robert De Niro after that it just cracked me up. After what? Uh, after the sex scene, he's like, "So did you guys fuck?" And, he, and yeah. De Niro at first is like, oh, that shit, man. "And that's like, one of my favorite scenes in the movie. It's so good." It's a great scene. It, it, honestly, it was like, it, to me, it looked like they just said, okay, here, here you guys go. This is the subject. This is what you're doing. And just riff on it. Just riff. And, and it, that's what it felt like to me. I thought it was fantastic. Yeah, it was good. Um, I, I knew she'd toss a brother to fuck or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She, she ain't no good at it, but you know, yeah. she likes to fuck. Yeah, she likes to fuck. <laughs> um, man, my sorry, my notes just jumped all fucking over. But No, it's cool, man. I'm sorry. I'm sprinkling a lot of mine in as you're doing it. Yeah, no, so. yeah, yeah I am too. Yeah. I enjoy it. Um. 
the hair. Pl- no. Sorry, before you go on, on Aaron, can we talk about uh, the sex scene for one second between Robert? Go for it. B- between oh, De Niro absolutely, and uh, Bridget Fonda. It might be the most awkward sex scene I've ever watched. Like, De Niro looks like he's a 15 year old, like, busting his first nut. I think that's what it's supposed to look like. Yeah. Though, yeah. It, oh, no, it's very awkward. It's like, oh, 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 like, he was just fucking breathing. <laughs> so you got was, any beer? So <laughs> <bad>. <laughs> yes. You want a metrics? Let's fuck. Yeah. yeah. It's like a whole meal and a shake. <laughs> that was fun. Now we can catch up. It's like, huh, that was fun. <laughs> and that's the thing. Like, she she looked like she was just taking it and was didn't seem like she was enjoying it at all. No, yeah, well, she just likes it. And know, also, in the kitchen, can we not? There's a bedroom 10 feet away, which I think I, would make the experience a lot better. The kitchen didn't bother me. Uh, I mean, he's been in prison a long time. Yeah. That's true. Okay. It took him three. I'm sorry, three minutes after just at you know getting out of prison is pretty good. Well, they had to walk over the kitchen. That took a minute and a half. You know. No, it didn't. <laughs> I mean, he still had time to cuddle in my world, so I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> um, Definitely. starting. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, no. I was just gonna say. I, I this is where I, I I had to start again on my second viewing and go back. Um, kind of in that garage point where they've started talking. Um, Ray Nicolette is talking with Jackie Brown, and they're discussing how things are going to go down and everything like that. Does that make sense? Yeah, I know what yeah, you're talking yeah. about. I know the scene. So, um, I don't know. It just bothered me. Like, how, after that, how do the two government agents, they're ATF agents, and they don't notice the bail bondsman who's, he's not even being sly. He's straight up staring at him. I mean, like, lurking creeper style. I guess, I, in a movie, I guess I would say suspension of disbelief. Okay, I, you like to lean on that one. I'll give you that. Yeah. Um, just a, he and he's just a nondescript looking white dude. Yeah, he, he's, he's an old animal, grandma looking guy. He yeah. blends in very nicely. He's, he's a suburbanite yeah, for sure. He blends in. Um, I don't know if you remember this, Rob, or not, but uh, in high school, I wore the exact same fucking leather jacket as Keaton is wearing in this scene. Oh, I do remember shit. that. Uh, it's it's it's. I a, almost wore it tonight, but I was like, nah, it's fucking hot. <laughs> it's <laughs> almost eighties. <laughs> like, oh it, yeah. I had no business wearing it, but I fucking did. Well, neither did Keaton in this movie, in my opinion. <laughs> Uh, I enjoyed it. Um, after that, I, the the switch. Uh, I don't know if you guys got lost, but I, I definitely did. This is my first time viewing it, so you know. Oh, the first time I watched this movie from the second that she's got Ordell at gunpoint and she's like starting to come up with her plan, and then the next thing you see her with the the feds, and then she's back with Max yes. Sherry. It's like. So who is she being serious with, and who's she fucking over, and what is happening? That's yeah. that's supposed to be uh, up to your interpretation, because okay. because she's she's honestly she's even fucking over Max a little bit too. She a says yeah. she's told to use yeah. him, yeah. but she says she's not. But she is, and so this is what I compare. I think she would have let him go with her. Like I think she. Oh, oh for sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. She liked him, but she, she definitely used him. Uh, this the, the third act of this film, middle second act to the third act of this film is is Tarantino's Ocean's Eleven essentially. Yeah. Agreed. Because it shows it from three different people's yeah. perspectives. It, it breaks down the, the heist. Room. It explains yeah. everything and how it happened. But I, I got told, yeah, the first time I watched this, don't feel alone because I was the exact same way. I felt I was like, fuck, now I have no idea what's happening. This movie was pretty straightforward, and now I have no idea it was, what's going it was, on. It was, yeah. you know, and, and it's not a linear timeline either. No, not so. at all. Yeah. Much very like Ocean's true. Eleven. Like they go, very much. They, very, they very change much. timeline, yeah. Um, but I will say that uh, I, I got distracted by, is it Forster? Robert Forster. Robert Forster's hair plugs. Yeah, he talks about him in the movie I too. Know he did, but man, he just they they stand after, out. After he mentioned him, I, I think it was so a I scene, could stare. I, stared I, thought, too. I, I yeah. stared at him. I felt did bad. You, but did I, you think she was kind of being a bitch though too? When she's like, "How do you feel about getting old?" He's like, "You're not old." She's like, "I know. I'm talking about you, you old motherfucker. Fuck. I'm talking about you. <laughs> you're like ten years older than me. You're like halfway, one foot in the grave, brother. Yeah, you're gonna die in 2019. <laughs> That's what old people do. You know, they die. <laughs> it is true. 
What's that from? Uh, Wedding old, Crashers. Thank yeah, you. yes. No, old school. It's when Blue. Oh, it is. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Blue is old. That's what old people do. <laughs> they, die. they die. There's an old lady that goes, sorry. Yeah, sorry. Um, I loved, uh, I, don't, I don't know his name, but Winston, the character who played Winston. Yeah, Debo. Debo. He, he was you. also uh, one of the cronies or whatever for Ben Stiller in Dodgeball. No, absolutely. He's yep. Laser, blazer, or taser, whatever one. one he was the like, the, yeah, yeah, he's something guy. Taser. Or no, he, he might have been Michelle or something he like Michelle, that. His, his it, no, you're, you're, that's, yeah. it's, he's not his fitness consigliere. That's a different guy. He is also a large man. But, but he's it, definitely in dodgeball, right? Yes. I think so. All right. You're right. So. He is not the consigliere. Is that this is my fitness consigliere, Michelle. <laughs> um, the switch confuses shit out of me. Uh, I loved the, I love all of Tarantino's costuming choices. I think in all of his pieces, he does a really great job. He makes them stand out. There's always the yellow suits. Yeah, or... but I didn't think that black suit was that cool, though. They're like, that looks so fucking badass. I'm like, well, give her no, something that looks that. super badass. Maybe in 95 it's a normal she looked good. suit. She looked good. Uh, she, it was a power suit for a chick. Make it like purple she or something. Good. Dude, did it not <laughs> scream to you Reservoir Dogs, though? A little bit. Uh, and kind of Pulp Fiction, now that you say that. Oh, that's yeah. All right, yeah. Uma Thurman All wore right. the same damn suit in Pulp Fiction. Now that you say that, I'm okay with it. Okay. All respect. Right. Respect. No. Um, I definitely did not appreciate Lewis shooting Melanie. Uh, uh, I did. <laughs> I thought it... Rob. The first time it happened... <laughs> Well, the first time it happened, the only time it happens in the movie. But the first time I saw hey, it, dude, I remember he warned being, her. I remember he being did. so like, "Oh my her. god, he actually fucking did, he did. it!" He like, falls oh off my and just god, the girl. I yeah. mean, I've never laid a hand on a woman, but I, if I, I, I thought I, I was like, "Dude, just just shoot her." She sucks so bad. God damn. How do you even rob banks, Lewis? Did you forget where you parked your car then, is Lewis? It, is it this? Is it this lane, Lewis? I do love is it after, this row, Lewis? After he shoots her, though, and then he sees where it is, and he kind of yeah. goes back. He takes a step back. He's like, see, I told you. I, I wrote that down, too. He's like, right there. There. He, he shit talks the dead body. He was yeah. like, I knew it. It's right here. Well, he doesn't know that she's dead for sure, because Ordell's like, did she die? He's like, I'm pretty sure. You know, yeah. It's I'm that, pretty sure. It's that perfect trope where, you know, you're having the argument and, like, two minutes later you think of the perfect comeback. Shit. Yeah. And <laughs> another thing. It, fucking Jackson's just like, you could have just hit her. He goes, maybe. Maybe. You, I, maybe just I, hit her? you shot her twice? Yeah, maybe. Maybe I could have. Yeah, maybe I could have. Yeah, I, lo I love that he I asked, is she dead? Maybe. Yeah. At I, first I just was I, laughing. I was like, more of less. course she is. He shot her twice. And then I realized he's asking because he wants to cover his ass. Oh, yeah. I, I honest to God. She would be not, the first to turn on him. Oh, for sure. Oh, yeah. Well, he absolutely says, like, anybody else but her. Yeah. Because they had the conversation, like, but, do you keep anything from her? But no. then he strangely has... So, Melanie's a strange character because Samuel L. Jackson is a huge dick to her all the time, but he has this strange affinity and affection for her where, like, he was legitimately upset when she was dead. He was like, damn, that was my little surfer girl. a fuck. Yeah. Yeah. And he did have an affection for her. I mean, you're right. That was my little white surfer girl. I remember that line. Um, did it... I. Again, I've only seen it once. I was shocked how long De Niro lasted. I expected, because they put him in that kind of lackey, crony position, um, I didn't expect his character to last that long. No. By I, the time they that they killed him, I was shocked that he had died. Like, he makes it that far. I, I don't know. I yeah. was surprised, because they're having that conversation, or they'll just shoot him randomly. Well, but that's also where you get your Tarantino violence, because they, yeah. you, they don't shy away from the, the splatter on the window. Like they, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it but very, it. very as, real. As far as violence shot. go, though, this this is a oh, this is a not violent film. No, for Tarantino, for Tarantino it's completely uh, calmed down. But it is the closest it comes to having the violence of a Tarantino film, right? Dude, and, yeah. And while we're talking about him, that scene where they get where they shoot him, uh, one of my favorite De Niro lines in this movie is uh, 
because he's trying to explain how, you know, I did actually see Max Cherry in there. I just didn't realize that maybe he knew yes. her already or whatever. And he's like, stop giving me excuses, motherfucker. And he's like, I'm not, I'm I'm not giving you excuses. excuses. I'm not telling you excuses. I'm, I'm telling you reasons. And I love that. Next time, <laughs> so next time someone says I'm giving him excuses, I'm going to say that. I'm not, it's I'm not excuse. I'm giving you reasons. I'm giving you reasons. Right. Yeah. I fucking love that Reasons. Line. I think it's a song. <laughs> I is think it? that is a song, yeah. yeah. Um, I, Who does that? Oh, song? no, is it's, it it's, it's Earth, Wind, and Fire. Oh, okay. Reasons. <laughs> yeah, it's Reasons. All right. <laughs> this is some repugnant yes. shit. How the fuck do you live like this? Live like what? <laughs> this is some repugnant shit. This is some repugnant <laughs> so good. Shit. I, I love his one-liners. Um, yeah, keep fucking with me. You're going to be the one to sleep. Forever. Forever. So good. Forever. Um. At, after this point, I go into like long dives of I love how Tarantino kept you in suspense literally the whole movie, um, and, and through the whole time through hard moments, uh, whether it's you know Roby thinking that Melanie you know he's thinking through Melanie's murder like he sits there you watch the veins in the man's head expand with fury yeah as he's figuring out like fuck what am I gonna do here or the ride that he shares uh, that Max and Roby share that was a just again it was. I think Tarantino purposefully makes you sit in hard moments to make it more realistic, right? For sure. Yeah, um, I, even the conversation with Beaumont, like, you you know Samuel L. Jackson's up to no good or at some absolutely. point. Absolutely. At this point, you haven't seen him do anything real right. reprehensible, right. but you just know it's wrong. But then he's doing it with such, like, such a nice guy. He's convincing. It's right. like Goodfellas. Your murderers come with smiles, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And that's, that's how he did it. Well, no, it's more like Donnie Brasco's, you know, Donnie, when you're killed, when you're sent for and you're killed, you're sent, it's your best friend who does it. Yeah, well, yeah. Um, Donnie Brasco, that's a good movie. Yeah. Did, did any, I, again, one of those real-life moments that's slow that he makes you sit through is Jackie Brown pack, practicing her draw, which I expect Dude, to be... Dude, shitty. She's such a bad so draw. So bad. <laughs> so goddamn. It was so slow. Honestly, at that point, I was like, man, I think my I think my streaming is lagging. Like, no, no, I wouldn't be like, I hope she's not, I hope this isn't, I hope this isn't plan A, yeah, because this, she's going to not, this isn't ever going to work. If this is what she's betting her life on, she is just up a fucking She's group. a real shit draw. Do you feel like they kind of did Ordell dirty, though? Because oh, she so doesn't draw down on no. him. It's just, hey, he's got a gun, and but, then fucking Batman shows up out of nowhere and blasts him. But, but that's, that's, that's how it had to be. Part. Yeah. Yes. Because Jackie's got to get off scot-free. Exactly. That's fair. Yeah, the right. last 30 minutes of this movie are literally the best damn part. Up until now, the movie is as, you know, it's at that detailed, uh, almost drawn out pace. And then at the last fifth of the movie, it just, the train comes off of the fucking rails. Um, the whole movie is incredibly Tarantino-esque. The, uh, the episode chapter structure isn't as prevalent, um, but the three visuals of the same exchange to happen, to make it all happen that, um, I'm going to call it the, uh, the 11 or whatever. Um, Ocean's Eleven kind of thing where they yeah, go yeah. back and the show heist, what was going heist, on. Yeah. Yeah. Heist, yeah, the heist trope. Um, I really enjoyed that. But uh, I it just, I, I kept pausing it because it was so long. Um, and then out of nowhere, I was like, holy shit. Because I, I thought I had another hour left. And it turned out I had 15 minutes. And it was just so action-packed. I mean, he draws all of these different angles in in a matter of 20 minutes. Yeah. It's, it's incredible. He concludes everything. He sews up everything really nicely in, uh, yes. yeah. And that's a good point that the the chapter thing is not as prevalent, but it is still kind of there. It's there. With it it's, but says the trial on. run at one point. Right. And yeah. And then the exchange. Yeah. For real this time. Yeah, for real yes. this time. Um, did anybody else notice that Keaton is fucking rocking the socks and sandals? Oh, yeah. He blasts Odell, <laughs> uh, and he does it in fucking socks and sandals. I just, I'm very impressed with him. But, again, it just kind of falls back on the Tarantino's movies having the great costume work. 
Kill yeah. Bill, Pulp Fiction, Reservoir Dogs, phenomenal stuff. Um, and I really enjoyed the tie-in. I don't know if you guys noticed, but uh, the scene where Max Cherry walks out of a movie theater at the the mall. Yep. You hear a song rolling through credits. Yeah. Yeah, it, it plays in the credits of this movie. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I read loved that. that. Yeah. Loved that. That, yeah. that was my that was my whole take. I know it was long winded, but guys, I, I enjoyed the movie. No, it's Thank good. I, I did I did most of mine with you, so we're good. good. So Keenan, yeah. But uh, what else? What else you got? I got a few things. Okay. Uh, most of the stuff I yeah we, I just sprinkled in, but um, I will say shout out to this being based off of an Elmore Leonard. Ja, uh, da, 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 da. <laughs> all right. Well, shit. That's all kind right. of a key piece, man. I, I'll throw yeah, that. So that's an Elmore Leonard book. Well, all right, all right we, we're, we're past it. It's fine. <laughs> Yeah, so shout out to Justified, um, you know Raylan, great show. God also damn based it, Raylan. On Leonard. Anyway, boy Crowder. Uh, one so of the good. things that I wondered on this time watching is with Ordell being obviously he's a uh, a criminal, you know that has people underneath him. Is that obvious? I would say so. I would say so. He's got cronies. Don't you think that like, I I guess my question about this movie, the one unanswered question is really how Max Cherry like he gets involved because Ordell goes to him to. Uh, right. bailout Beaumont, but why Max Cherry? Wouldn't you think he would have a guy already, some bail bail bondsman that he trusted, that he had like an understanding with? Why? Why does he go to Max Cherry? The, I, I, Never I, understood. I, I think that. that's nitpicky. Yeah, it is nitpicky. It but might I be just, nitpicky, but he goes to him because I don't know if you noticed, but Melanie talks with uh, Lewis about how he just got into this and he really doesn't know what the fuck he's doing. Okay. So he's still new to it. So he might have cronies beneath him, but. As far as having to bail out one of his guys, this is probably the first time he's had to do it. Okay. So he goes and finds Max Cherry. You know, and honestly, yeah, it makes small, it more legit if he uses a guy that's le- super legit. That's because just somebody yeah, random guy. Yeah, so that yeah. way it's uh, when the guy gets murdered. I, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I even wrote down it doesn't ruin the movie by any means, but it's just a thought I had while it's, I was watching it. I get it. It's nitpicky. Yeah. It, it's just as he was walking in there, I was like, I wonder why he doesn't have a guy. But anyway. I got a guy. I also like <laughs> when he goes... Uh, when Samuel L. Jackson's like, you just go out there, press the little button, it'll go, ear, ear, and then it'll let you in. And then the sound that it makes is pretty similar to what No, it's did. identical. Yeah, I was like, oh, my God, that was, yep. that was good. Don't mess with my levels. I got them right where I like them. Yeah, you can adjust the volume all you want, but don't touch my levels. Um, Oh, dude, this is not a flattering angle for me. I'm going to change this up. Anyways, I think keep going. you look divine. Oh, God. Um, the Chewbacca shirt really helps, though. It's actually, I, I want, it's not, it is Chewbacca, but it says Chewbacca. On it, and he's got like the dude. I was wondering why I could see Chewbacca's nipples. No, well, no. <laughs> and I'm not. I, I think this shirt might be kind of racist. I probably shouldn't wear it. <laughs> and moving on. And I think you look great. Um, so I've been on a bit of a Tarantino kick for some reason. Actually, I happened to watch this movie within the last couple months just because I saw it sitting on my fucking entertainment center with all my other Blu-rays, and I was like, you know what? I haven't seen Jackie Brown in a long time. I think I'll watch it. Then I watched the Kill Bill movies, and then I watched. Uh, Hateful Eight the other day. So I've, I've been on a bit of a Tarantino kick. And uh, the other cop that's not Michael Keaton. Yeah. Right. He, the guy who kind of looks like Jay Moore. Yeah, he 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 does kind of look like Jay Moore with a mustache. Yeah. But he's in uh, Kill Bill, and he's, my name's Buck, and I'm here to fuck. He's the guy that's like, my name's Is he the guy who has the out. pussy wagon? He's the guy with the pussy wagon yeah. in oh, the Kill Bill movies. Okay. And I... I had never put that together, but I had just watched this, and then I watched Kill Bill like the next nice. week, and I was like, "Oh my god, that's the cop from that guy's got the pussy wagon." Yeah, so, uh, so I guess that's one of Tarantino's boys, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. Can you weigh in for me? Why is it that every Tarantino film, someone is wearing vibrant yellow, like as yellow as the screwdriver? Man, it, who is who does in this movie? Uh, Odell, uh, Roby. Man, he's wearing a yellow shirt. 
when he's got his hair oh, down. Oh, yeah. Going on was that hair. when they were in the mall? Uh, no. No, no, It's like an almost, not, it might not be the very, I think it's the final scene where they do the standard Tarantino looking up from the body shot. Yeah. I think he's in that bright yellow shirt, just like the bright yellow tracksuit, just like the bright yellow well, um, I don't I don't know if that's a Tarantino choice though because he hired well okay maybe it's this maybe he uses the same costume designer for all of his films and that's that's kind of a preference they have. Well because okay so I I dug a little deep on it and I was like okay why the why the fuck are they doing the suit? Yeah. I found out that I I I, I always uh, attributed it to yeah, the fucking rage. Sorry about that guys that was an accidental hit. <laughs> I always attributed it to Bruce Lee, right? Uh, and I figured out that uh, Bruce Lee only wore the yellow tracksuit that's that huge iconic suit because uh, in the fight scene that he was wearing it in, uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar was supposed to kick him in the chest, and the black tracksuit he was wearing wasn't showing it, so he wore a yellow one. So you saw the gigantic fucking footprint on his chest. Oh, that's fucking fascinating. So Ooh. I don't know, like, why the fuck does Tarantino use it? it? To me, it feels like he does a lot. Maybe you've clearly watched more of his films and know him a bit better. Well, no, not that you well, mentioned Bill, for sure. Uma Thurman yeah, is wearing No, Uma it, yeah. wears, it like, a damn near a yeah. copy. Um I feel like there's yellow in Pulp Fiction a couple of times. Um, Reservoir Dog. I, I mean, there's Mr. Is there no Mr. Yellow. I don't think there's a Mr. Yellow. No, there's no, no Mr. Yellow. But I, I don't know. It just was something I noticed. I didn't know yeah. if you had something to weigh in on that. I, I, no, no. Okay. My bad. But yeah, no. No bad. Continue, Keenan. Um, where, okay, so I like that Ray, uh, who was actually Michael Keaton, so... It turns out. Wait, I, you're I telling like, me he's not really Ray? He's actually Michael Keaton yeah. in real life? Uh, the guy Buck, whoever. The other fucking cop. Yeah, I yeah, like that. The Jay Moore lookalike. Yeah, yeah, whenever Jackie gets arrested at first, she asks to smoke. He's like, did I ask? Or did you ask me if you could smoke in here? And she's like, may I smoke? He's like, no. But then later on, when, when she, she goes in, she's cooperating. Yeah, and he's like, yeah, absolutely, you could smoke. I, that was just a nice touch. I feel like cops would actually do that. Absolutely. Reward yeah, yeah. good behavior. They were exactly. definitely doing the good cop, bad cop thing. Absolutely. Yeah. And then the last note that I have here um, was just that I really liked the CD and uh, tape store. Like, that just was Absolutely. such a, a time. This whole movie, really, and I never went to L.A. in the 90s, but I imagine it, it gives you a sense, like, what it was like just being on the street, being an average dude in the 90s in yeah. L.A. Like, the mall scene, the tape yes. store. The mall where, scene was so 90s. Yeah, the, the cockatoo in wherever Ordell <laughs> ends up shooting uh, Robert De Niro and he gets out and it's a random side street, just, but yeah. it's just like an empty side just street. Just a service so, street. It's just very good. want to point out, there's a lot of public murder in broad daylight in the last 20 minutes yeah. of this film. Yeah, yeah. absolutely yeah. there is. Well, just straight up in the parking lot of a mall. Yeah, we're just... It, Go to Independence Center, try to shoot someone, and just walk you away couldn't. and see what happens. No, well, don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> Dude, Why are you looking saying, at me like I'm going to do I, it? Well, no, because I had just I'm not looking at you. I guess, like, I you literally were looking at me. You were like, don't oh, do I that. I was talking to don't you. Don't do that. Rage and Rob is at Independence Center. Stay away. He's got carrots and a gun. Run. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, that's all, that's all the notes I had. I like this movie a lot. Um, all right. So there you go. So I only had one more note that I haven't talked about yet, and it's quick and it's easy. The De, the De Niro mustache didn't age well. Ah, I don't uh, like it. I didn't mind his mustache. I don't like it. I liked it. I think it just Abort. it it added into this. So not being a Robert De Niro movie that he would like the mustache was out of place. His acting was a little out of place. I liked it. Okay, so I guess we will now move on. Do you know what time it is? It's time for tipsy trivia. Pretty good? Pretty, pretty good. good. Pretty good. Okay. All right. So this is the portion of the podcast where we have five trivia-based questions from the film. 
if you two get three of the five right, and uh, I have to shotgun and you don't, and if you get less than three right, you have to shotgun and I don't, but inevitably we will all end up shotgunning. Ooh. We'll start with number one. Number one. Over under 39, how many times does Samuel L. Jackson say motherfucker in this movie? <laughs> 39 is such a... Sp- it's either going to be 38 or 40, I feel like. Nope, it's, it's 37. I'll say under. <laughs> I'm going under. I don't know. Actually, no. Under is 37. All right. Fuck you. All right. Not kidding. All right. Under 37. <laughs> All right, num- number two. True or false? This is uh, Tarantino's only movie to not receive an Oscar from any category. False. False. It is false. Because yeah. uh, didn't you already say Damn. Robert Forson? I, I wish I had. I wish I hadn't. Yeah. He's nominated for an Oscar. Uh, <laughs> number three. Which actor was not considered for the role of Max Cherry? Was it A. Gene Hackman? Hackman. Hackman. B. Paul Newman. C. John Saxton. Or D. Robert De Niro. Who's John Saxton? I don't know, but I'll go ahead and tell you he was considered. <laughs> okay. I don't even know who the fuck that is. Uh, I, don't either. I didn't either, but he was considered. Uh, I'll say Hackman. I, I have no idea. I'll go with Hack. I thought that this role was for it, it was. It was. Like, but I thought he was approaching. But like, he, no, you're doing it, bitch. No, he, he did. But he definitely went to other people in case Forrester, for some oh, okay. reason, couldn't you know or didn't. I kind of want to change so my I want to change my answer. Okay. I want to change it to Paul Newman. I don't see Paul Newman in a Tarantino movie. I think Paul Newman would have been fantastic in this. I mean, I like Paul Newman just fine, but uh, the he answer, could have played the straight guy for sure, like the, the straight character. The answer is Robert De Niro. Robert De Niro was never considered for this role. He wanted to play the role, but Tarantino was like, nah. And so he's like, well, uh, I'd like to work with you, though. So he gave him this role, and then they had a lot of riffs on set because De Niro's like, my character doesn't do anything. I don't know why it's like Rodney Dangerfield. <laughs> yeah. I was say, uh, no respect. I get no respect. I get no respect. <laughs> Take my wife everywhere. She always finds a way home. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, rest in peace. That guy was funny. Ah, Take my wife, please. Uh, Number four, true or false. So you guys have two right, one wrong. Number four, true or false. This is Tarantino's only movie. God damn it. That has been adapted from pre-existing material. True. It is true. Mm -hmm. It's because the rum punch was the Elmore Leonard book this movie was based on. It says it in the titles. Mm Mm-hmm. What what titles? In the titles of this movie, it says based on the book Rum Punch. Well, I don't know if you guys watched that. I mean, I watched the movie. You told me to watch the fucking movie. No, 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 I know, but it's the titles. Like, I pays, read all the who titles. Who pays attention to that? Oh, I do. I'm reading the subtitles. I'm sure as shit going to read the titles. <laughs> okay, all right. Well, <laughs> it, it was funny because in the book, uh, well, here's the one big change Tarantino made. In the book, the- um, The race. Yeah, she was white. Main oh, character okay. was white. So he changed it and kind of added this whole black exploitation aspect to it, which yep. is why it's, while it is based on a book, it's very different than the source material. Uh, and number five- you guys are already safe, but this will be fun anyway. Number five, which Tarantino film alum was the first choice to play Ray Nicolette? So the question is, which male actor that's already been in a Tarantino movie was the first choice to play Ray Nicolette before Michael Keaton? He had already been in one at He's this been, point. Yes, yes. He was, he was the first choice. He'd been in Tarantino movies Are you going to give us a list? I am. Thank God. A, oh. John Travolta. B, Michael Madsen. C, Steve Buscemi. Or D, Harvey Keitel. I wanted to be Bashimi, but I don't think it was. See, when I didn't think he was going to give us a list, I was thinking either Travolta or Bashimi. My 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 safe bet is Travolta. I wanted to be Bashimi, but I'm going to say Michael Madsen. I think I would have chosen Michael Madsen too. It was Travolta. Travolta was Travolta? original. Yeah, nope. I, Michael Madsen would be good. Kaitel would have been fine too. Yeah, they all would have been fine. Bashimi, my 
probably not my last. He has. Choice. T- he's just such a unique look. I think it would have made a very interesting. <laughs> he's got pedophile lips. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's what Calvin said, not me. For the record, no. Yeah, that was that was one of the uh, that was one of the we talked about that hot kettle, Calvin. Yeah, exactly. Right. Oh, Calvin knows what pedophile oh, lips. Oh, I'm sorry, yeah. Calvin. Man, that's we actually can't do that anymore. Yeah, we can't. Yeah. Oh shit! I step in it. I did. We'll we'll talk about it off we'll air. Talk about it. Um, my bad, buddy. <laughs> and drinking buddies, drinking friends. Who's your who? Uh, Aaron, we'll start with you since you're the guest. Who is your who's the character you'd most likely like to get ship faced, hammered, fucked up, shivoed with? There it is. <laughs> um, I. At first, I thought Ray, just because you know he's not used to the hard stuff. No, Ray would Ray wouldn't be fun. He doesn't even want to steal money. <laughs> All right, fine. If not him, I actually. That's the quality of a good fucking drinking buddy. Hey, man, you want to get drunk and steal yeah, some fucking money? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I want a guy who's like, hey, if I found a bag of money and it was untraceable, and they're like, you, you, no, you take die. that shit. Yeah. yeah, that's finding money. That's not stealing money. I honestly am gonna tell you, <laughs> I, I want to go get a couple drinks with Winston because you know nobody's fucking oh, with you. That's a great choice. You can go anywhere you want, drink anything you want, and, and, and nobody fucking and, with you unless Craig shows up. No, fuck Craig. Craig, Craig beat his ass. <laughs> he needed a cinder block to do it, but. That's cheating. Yeah. Anyway, Keenan, who's your drinking buddy? Well, I'm gonna have to go with Ordell, um, just because he's always drinking. He's the one that's always drinking. So yeah. screwdrivers. You know, drinking screwdrivers. He seems like he'd make a mean screwdriver. Is he like? Okay, hear me out here. Is he like the strange, um, bizarro world version of the dude? But he's Ordell. Yeah, his, his, his yeah. Well, the, the screwdriver dude, versus the white Russian. I, I saw the similarities. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and that, in that sense, yes. I was going to yeah. say the dude never long sold hair. guns or anything. Long but, hair. You know, <laughs> that, uh, well, hey, that. wait, wait for the sequel. Ordell's got more bitches <laughs> than the dude had, too, but for sure. Yeah. Know. He's got hoes and area codes, man. Yeah. <laughs> you got Cindy up in Hermosa Beach. Also, that was funny. He's like, I don't want you to bring no rock hoe up here. He's like, it won't be no rock hoe. <laughs> she's like, that's a terrible, call, that's a terrible thing to call you, man. What? I can't remember. She's not going to be no rock hoe. She's going to be fly. What did he call? He said, I don't know. I, I was hung up on the fact that she used the phrase rock hoe, which is, yeah. <laughs> which is. Came out here from the Midwest, got lost up or whatever the fuck. Problem. Happened. Well, and I, yeah. I think, I think he turned I told her it was Sharonda into Sharonda, a rock yeah, hoe. Yeah, yes. yeah. Well, that's not a great term to use. Anyway, uh, Rotten <laughs> Tomatoes over rock-o. under. We'll start with the critics. I will set the over under for the critics at 86%. Over. Agreed. 87%. All right. I will set... Oh, we'll shotgun after this. We'll oh, just yeah. remind me. Uh, audience, I will set also at an 86%. Under. Oh, I would have gone over. 85. Uh-huh. I so, just wanted to be contrarian to the first one. <laughs> and the IMDb was a... Dude, it was lower than six point nine seven nope, seven quite. five or something. Seven five. Yeah, I Jeez. was I was surprised. That's pretty high yeah. for an IMDb man. I don't see I, many yeah. eight O's in IMDb. I thought it would be in the eights. Really? I, I don't know. I, I guess like the number one rated movie is like eight four or something. Yeah, shit though, so, yeah, yeah, and that's like Citizen Kane or something. No, uh, the number one's Shawshank. Oh, this, this, movie, this movie's better than Shawshank. Okay, okay then maybe that's uh, yeah. I, I don't. I regret saying. I that. would watch this movie again before <laughs> I'd watch Shawshank. <laughs> They're, I think they're I'm equally, gonna agree with I you. I think they're equal. I'd, I'd watch this before I watch Shawshank again. I, and I just watched this twice in the last couple months. So here's yeah. what I'll tell you. I think that this is a hangout movie, and I think the more and more you watch it, the more you love it. 
Yeah. So I can understand why. I've only seen it once. I love me some Shawshank. See, I've only seen Shawshank twice. And the only reason I ever saw Shawshank was because it was number one on IMDb. Other than that, I would have never saw it. Hear me out, guys. I want to do a stoner film that is kind of like, it's like a parody of Shawshank Redemption. I want to call it the Shawdank Redemption. (laughs) The only way it works is if you go get... Dude, you got that Shawdank Redemption, bro? Seth, Seth Rogen. Shawdank Redemption. Shawdank. All right, so f- scrap the movie. Scrap the movie. Let's just name a strand of weed there the Shawdank Redemption. And the movie idea Fuck is yes. a, a biopic over the singer Sade, and it's called Sade Redemption. Yes, well. Sade's Redemption. Uh, nothing gets me going more than two than the day bidet. Day bidet. Day yeah, bidet. there you go. You mean a bidet? Bidet to you, sir. Bidet, bidet, bidet. Uh, all right, so I think that about does it for this episode. Um, I guess uh, I'm going to take it out. Across 110th Street. There you go, yeah. We are the Real Buzz crew, and we review the best of the worst for you. This concludes our broadcast day. Yeah, they deserve to die, and I hope they burn in hell. Do we have to Oh, thank you.